The following podcast may be explicit. Meh. We should give us the chance to get out of this mess. Gonna give us the chance. Little chance of success. You're listening to Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon and beer. Thank you for joining us for Season 14, Episode 1 of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. This is Gina. This is Stork. And it's just the three of us. It's yeah. intimate. It and, is. Yeah, and we got uh, the President's Day weekend thing coming up at the, the Hilton. Just around the corner. I bet you that... Playing your game. I'm optimistic. The air will work. <laughs> I will be there. Yeah. So the air will work. Air the air will, will work. work. I think the air will work. It only wasn't working because it was like 92 outside. It was right. It'll be February, yeah. but it was more yeah. than just the air. The air was not the the only deal killer. I mean, it was it was <laughs> oh, part of it. I know. Are you going to tell me about, you tell me about when they open the the bar? Yeah. No, <laughs> and that wasn't it either. But just the whole the whole thing. Just I heard the, games on demand was awesome. I I tried to get into one. I went, but I, I decided. There's a lot of. Is there a lot of demand for games on demand? It was super on the down low. It was. It was. Oh, it was hard it was. to find. Oh, yeah, it was. Okay. I think he wanted to bring it in pretty quiet so he could see. He didn't want it to get overloaded. Yeah. Right. So he could see how it was that makes going sense. before. There is the one, the one event I, I neglected to mention last time. You remember Tavan Hooser who's done, yeah. who does um, um, Laughing, Laughing, Moon. Moon. Laughing Moon. Well, I had a conversation with him, the con before last, saying, you know, it, it would be great if you know, your system was fun, but it's really a one trick pony. Or what do you do? You should maybe, you know, this system is really cool. It. Come up with another genre. Try to he came to this con with a whole Wild West genre. Using the same basic the same basic system. It's came a up, D20 system. He came up with it's a D20 plus a, it's a big homebrew that he made on his on his okay. own. So it's not, it's not based it's not, but it's not based on the D20. Okay. No. Right. So it's his own it's his own unique thing, but it, it involves a D20 and other stuff. Anyway, long story short, he came up and thanked me. He says, I, I got to thinking about it, so I started this and I'm like, that's the way systems are these days. It's it's like if you can only do one thing, you're really, really just pigeonholing yourself. You need to be able to, to sort of be adaptable to do things. And I said, yeah. and this system is fun. Like, I'd love to do superheroes in this. Universal role playing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you're not going to get the Kool-Aid drinker thing unless, no, no, you can play anything in that system. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, the, the GURPS people, the hero people, the Savage yeah. Worlds people, the Apocalypse World people, I mean, they're all like, no, why would I play anything else? I can do everything I yeah. want in my system of choice. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, you can, and, and if your your game doesn't have that cross-genre thing... It also, I think... A lot, a lot, a lot do. If nothing else, it allows for time travel, right? <laughs> well, and that's important. It is. Because right. if you get bored playing your, your uh, samurai game, you just, you know, bump it up to the future. Exactly. I don't know. It's, instead, of, instead of changing, oh, we're so bored of being samurai. <laughs> okay. Poof! Guess what? All your samurai are now in... Space. Right. Yeah. yeah. And now you're space samurai. <laughs> oh, we're Jedi Knights. I'm going to play space right. samurai. There you go. Yeah. Oh. So. Whoa. Mind blown. Right? So we need to figure yeah. out... We need to figure out... Except the Jedi are wimpy compared to samurai. Yeah. They're not nearly as, as prone to violence. They're all, like, controlled and serene and shit. And, uh, True. It's the same... Same. They're more like Shaolin monks, I guess. You know, they've all got this code of honor. Yeah, and, yeah. And then there's a religion involved, yeah. 
They are. They're kind of like Shaolin monks with with lights. But every once in a while, when they get really pissed off, they could like you know intercept laser bolts and you know. Uh, someone nerd raged <laughs> about about my my complete ignorance of the Star Wars already, and I don't really? even know. What the, I don't even know what the words they put up there mean. But you, you pronounced violence. you pronounced uh, I think Gamorrean wrong, or you whatever. Or, or it wasn't just you. I think it was also Bill. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. No, but I, I I guess I mistook one race for another one or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you knew this was going to happen too. You were like, "I do not want to play in Star Wars. I don't know what I'm going to get." I've, no, I've read, mess this up. I've read now three or four Star Wars novels and seen all of the Clone Wars twice. What? Yeah, I've, I've gone through all. Uh, so all you Clone like Wars. know what you know? You know stuff. I, I, I don't know what all the races. I don't care. In the book, it says, "Oh, this is a Gamoran or whatever." I'm like, I don't know what that is. They're the little and space like, orcs. I, I don't want to know. They're the space orcs. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> but it said like it names a character and it says he's one of these. I'm like. Okay. And they describe them, right? <laughs> no, they don't. They oh, don't describe them. That's kind of... Lame. Yeah, it's just, this is a... Twilight. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, great. That's That's, that's neat. It's, that's a lot I of have, I have no con. I have no context of that. I guess I would... I don't know what books... I would probably have to read the original series, like the... Episodes four through six, I guess. It, it sucks if you actually have to go to the Wikipedia to find out what the fuck's going on. On a I book. refuse to. Uh, no, that's my yeah. point. That's just bad writing. And that's the, just and, lazy writing. And the the Bane trilogy, I kind of petered out on it. I was like, Ugh. I, I'm in the la- I'm like halfway through the last book, and I was like, okay, I kind of lost interest. If you're required, I mean, as a new reader, you pick up a book somewhere, and you're if you're required to go and do research to find out what the fuck's going on, that's that. that's shitty writing. I've really liked I really liked the story, but I I know what's going to happen at this point because they're Sith. I know what I know what's going to happen. Dun, 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 dun. There's, there's nerd rage in the chat room. Is, of, course there is. of course there is. And I'm he not confused even uh, Watto's race for Greedo's race. It's unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, then he wrote Stew Shot first. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just don't... I do. And so, I, like, the last book I read when I went on my camping trip was uh, Starship Troopers, which I read now for the third or fourth <gasps> did time. Did you? Yeah. God, I love that book. That's, I yeah, but you did not confuse book. the bugs with the troopers, did you? No. Yeah. Okay. But I and I I got more out of it this this time because I mean the first time I read it I was like I don't know fifteen or something I didn't really I don't remember much of it and I re- I reread it again probably in my early thirties. Let, let me ask let me ask you this: It's been a long time since I've read Heinlein. Does his writing style hold up? Because some of those old writers absolutely does. It, is it still I, fresh and cool and collects right along? Yes. Yeah. It, it well that's, that's kind awesome. of. That's kind of his, almost like his political treatise. Yeah, disguised as a as a science fiction. I'm just novel. talking about his oh, his, absolutely. his, his writing is. voice because a lot of those older authors have a hard time reading because they kind of come from a classical no. writing. No, it it it, it reads it it, it 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 it's not a product of its time. At least it didn't seem like it to me. Um, and the other thing is, I got it on Kindle, and they have. <laughs> It was like six bucks on the Kindle, and for like three ninety nine, you get access to the audiobook. Have you you know how this works on the Kindle app now? Uh -uh. Like I I could read it on my Kindle, and then when it it syncs, when it it knows where you are, and then I can like take my iPhone, download the audio pod or the audio version of it, and it syncs to the audio version, so I can read. (laughs) And when I was done reading, I plug my phone in my car and I drive off the mountain. 
and the narration the narrator starts where I stopped reading. Oh, that's really inspired. fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, I just got the uh, I downloaded the first of the Co Dominion series, which is Jerry Pornell's old series. Remember the Falkenberg Legionnaires? I do. Yes, that wow. takes place. Yeah, yeah, take, I think I was fifteen when I read right. those. That, that that takes place in wow. the Co Dominion universe, which uh, also wow. He he wrote I, 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 like five or seven books in that series. Four of them are Falkenberg. But there's other ones as well that he wrote. I think I read all the Falkenbergs. I don't think I I'm think, watching. dude, you are flashing me back. I'm gonna have to. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to look those back up. Well, I just got the first one that he wrote for the Code Dominion line, and uh, which is not Falkenberg, but I think Falkenberg might show up in it. But it it they they had that deal where it's like five bucks for the book and another three ninety nine you get the audio thing with it. So I can I haven't started reading it yet, but that's, I think that's the next thing I'm gonna. I read. had forgotten about that series too. I wow, just that's I just weird. started reading. Neil Gaiman's Neverwhere. Neverwhere, yeah. I just started it though. I'm like in the first chapter still, and I and then it, I've been busy with other things. But um, uh, a moat in God's eye uh-huh. is also Alan Dean Foster. Yeah, no, that's uh, Splinter of Mind's Eye. Uh, uh, Splinter of Mind's Eye. No, a moat in God's eye. That is Jerry Pernell and Larry Niven. Right. Uh, a Splinter in Mind's Eye was Alan D. Foster. Okay. It's but a that, Star Wars one. But that also takes place in the Co-Dominion universe, and then the sequel, of course, takes place in that as well, uh, The Gripping Hand. A Mode in God's Eye is what I, I think what got me into all of those Co-Dominion ones. That is a fantastic book. Yeah. So Couldn't tell you what happened. It was a long that's time the, ago. It's the alien race that's stranded and they can't get out of their own solar system. They can't use faster than light because they use jump points. That's and their jump points are inside of stars. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna, and, have to, do, I'm gonna do this. And the race is like has to procreate because if they don't procreate every couple of years or something, they die. So their their species and their species has like biological casts. There's like a warrior mm-hmm. cast and an engineer cast and like a handyman cast or. Whatever I don't remember what they all are. There's like a well, they're like, like insects. It's a, it, was, it was like a kind of a workers and warriors, and each one had a role. Yes. that they were born and, to and do. depending on what the socioeconomic conditions are, certain castes start expanding faster. So, like when resources start getting r- scarce, the warrior caste starts growing, so they can so their expansion nation uh-huh. can fight for yeah. what they need, and, and then they they like horribly rapidly expand. And then they have these massive wars that are super destructive, and you know a handful of them are left, and their civilization is destroyed, and they start over. And then over the course of the next several thousand years, the same thing happens over and over again. Because when they show up at the solar system, I'm giving away a lot of yeah, you are spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it's a fantastic book. I'll have to go look it um, up again. But, that's but that's all sounds the, really vaguely that's, familiar. That's all all takes place in the Codominion universe, okay. so, which I was a fan of. Then I'll see how they hold up because I haven't started rereading them yet. Um. But I did love reading Starship Troopers again. And, and it actually, the movie is fairly accurate storyline-wise. With You've always said that. With the books. Mm-hmm. But it's missing. I mean, they didn't have the... The tone is... Well, it's a lot campier because I don't think Peter Verhoeven was like a real fan, fan of, of Heinlein's yeah. politics. Uh, but uh, beyond that, I don't think they had the budget, or I don't know why. But they they're not in those like super powered armor suits that the mobile inter- infantry mm-hmm. uses, and that's what makes them so dangerous. 
because they're in these suits that are like like super super strong right. like everything's reinforced and they, they have like <coughs> rocket launchers with tactical nuclear weapons on them they're each guy is like has the destructive firepower of a brigade or more. And if they've got a. It's ridiculous. They've got a global thermal nuclear weapon strapped well, to their global, back. Tactical. I tactical. Mean, it's, 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 thermal kilotons, nuclear. But still, it's ridiculous. So, my mic is quiet. Which one is this? Where that. are you? There you are. All right. Anyway. Um, so, happyjacksrbg at gmail.com if you'd like to email us. Because we do like to get email. I forgot to mention this last week. Yeah. And I'm skipping <laughs> emails now because I'm, I'm, I'm only going for emails that have showed up in the last couple weeks. So. Um, trying to keep it current. I I, I, I I read through them and I and I pick the the the, the ones I think are will be most engaging. So there you go. Um, but so please keep sending in emails. Yeah, yeah, please do because and you know and you can even put like you can even put like a ticker on there and say I've sent four emails and none and I, none have been read yet and then I'll give you a special consideration. I dread <laughs> the day that we get no emails and you and I actually have to sit here and have a conversation. We sit here and stare at each <laughs> other. Yeah. So what what's are we going gonna, on? We have, we have no show. <laughs> right. Uh, if you'd like to listen to the show live because we do it live, it's on Fridays. That might change. I don't know. Uh, but right now it's it's uh, live at uh, on Fridays at uh, eight thirty p.m. Pacific time or twenty thirty. UTC. I looked it up. Uh, you could check you I out. I that motherfucker up. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, it's 2030 our time. Yeah. It's 430 UTC. Or GMT. Uh, are they the same? I you're doing are. math, man. I got it on. No, I, 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 no I found idea. a webpage. So it's at 430 AM. Is there a conversion chart that I can look at? There's see? a webpage. Okay. I, I don't have the access to that. I have a world clock. I can put one up. And have like I should put clocks all around that have like there you go Shanghai and like the newsroom. Uh-huh. That, you, know. you should just have obscure places. <laughs> you know, Timbuktu. Puk- they should all be local. Yeah. Pacoima, Azusa, Baldwin Park, Tarzana. <laughs> we'll have the exact same time. Yeah. Tarzana. We we have we stream at eight thirty p.m. Pasadena time. And uh, 8.30 p.m. Tonga time. Lastly, <laughs> one about Tarzana. It's where, it's where Edgar Rice Burroughs lived and had his little combat, and it is named after, basically, Edgar Rice Burroughs. So, you know. I thought it was named after Tarzan. Well, who wrote Tarzan? I don't know. It wasn't Heinlein. I'll give, no. you, I'll give you three guesses, and the first two are not Heinlein. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm stumped. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. So, so anyway, uh, listen to the stream. And uh, there's a chat room. Hi, chat room. Thank you for joining us and nerd raging on my Star Wars yeah. ignorance. Uh, How come they don't like question you on Starship Troopers trivia? Because you, you know you could win that shit. I just read it. I know. Yeah, for the third or fourth time. Um, the only character that's that that didn't exist in the series says it, it really is a product of its time because it's also awfully sexist. Well, there's nothing wrong with sexist, you know. No, just, no not yeah, sexy, just... sexist. It's, it's the other one. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, oh, there's a difference. <laughs> What's wrong with being sexy? Uh, <laughs> you follow us on Twitter, HappyJacksRPG, all one word. And we have a forum, HappyJacks.org slash forum. You can go to the forum. and yeah, There's fun. a new section up there for Bill Star Wars game. It's uh, under the show announcement thing. It has its own thread. And he's, right. He's yeah. actually published or posted all... Oh. All of the all of the work he did to yeah. skin Traveler 
as Star Wars. It's impressive, too. It was it's a fuck ton of work. But it's a, its own folder. Don't go to the actual play button uh, that, that, because it, it, you don't have the Traveler thing listed there yet. If you want to hear the actual play, you have to go to the forum, I think, to find the link. No, go to happychecks.org. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is, yeah. it in the, is it in the actual plays now? Oh, they should be. Did yeah. I not mark them in the actual uh, Last time I checked, well, there's granted a, it was probably uh, a week ago, it wasn't in there. There's like a directory of actual plays. Uh-huh. I didn't update that yet. Uh-huh. But if you go to happyjacks.org and you scroll down, you will find the second The second one came out Wednesday, this last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. first one came out last Thursday or Friday. But it's not under the actual plays button. That's what I'm saying. Because if you go to... Because when right. people go up there and look at the menu and see actual plays and click on it, it's not there. It's actually... it's. It's in the feed. It's in the feed. It's it's the most recent episode now. It won't be when this one comes up. Yeah. You, you'll, you'll find them. They're there. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't have the audio. We just did the third one, right? That was our third session? Yeah. He has not given me the audio for that yet. So as soon as I get the audio for that, I'll, I'll he pump, edits. pump that up. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't listened to them. Does he? I think so. Yeah. I hope so. I don't know. <laughs> I, I won't. No. no. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. You like put music in it and stuff. And yeah. I'm like, are you sure? I get rights. Like, oh, I forget didn't. who I'm talking yeah. about. Talk about. Right. Never mind. Uh, I heard nothing. So, yeah, the, the forum is uh, is there, and uh, that's there. And I, I don't know. The, the People are asking about Inokai, and we're having trouble scheduling it. I'm. Uh, Stu, Stu's pretty busy right beep. now. There's a lot going on. Beep. It's not dying. <laughs> it's not dead. We beep. all want to play. Don't let it die. I, yeah. It's the not schedule. The the schedule thing is there, and two people out of the four have filled it out. That's all I'm saying. And you're not one of the two that filled them out. No, <laughs> I, I'm not. What, yeah, <laughs> that only came out like Don't last week. Don't let it die, Stork. <laughs> well, it's the holiday. I can tell you who to blame. It's Stork and yeah. Tyler. They're the ones that haven't filled it out. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Kimmy Send filled it out. Kimmy filled it out. Too. Dave filled it out. Neither of them can be in the same place at the same time. However. <laughs> oh, there you go. So I knew it, there was something going on there. Yeah, They're the same I, person. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Never right. see the two. I, I think they weren't, but now they are. <laughs> At some point, they fused. Uh, I'm available for all times. You know that. Well, you put it in there then. All right. I put in all the times I'm available. Yes, there's an overlap with Bill's Matrix as well because Bill did a Matrix too. Yep. But once I have times that I know everyone can make it, sorted out. I will because I have his phone number. I will call him. And, <laughs> you and won't call him. You don't call anyone. No, I do. And <laughs> and he and he and I he and I will go through and basically horse trade whatever the dates are, so that we can both play the games. Cool. So and, I'm, right. I, and I'm 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 gonna, I'm starting a four, a fifth edition D and D game soon. I don't know when. Like, nice. Are we going to fit that in? It's going to be on um, moment of truth. I want that. That's I oh, want yeah. that back up too. Yeah. So I, I want. I, I want to be able to run all three of them, and I think I can. I think you can. I think I will be able to do that soon. Yeah, you. Holidays. Once the holidays are over, yes, everything else settles out for sure. Now there was a comment about uh, the Star Wars game that someone mentioned, and uh, about side, and it was about sidebars, and I kind of want to talk about that a little bit. It's a good point. It's a very uh, good point. You, you read it. I do, yes. With the no the the. The, the comment? comment someone made on the forum? Yes. Because basically what happened in our f- first session? Yeah. Uh, My character, Your Trig. character is a coward. And fancies himself the pilot. And 
fancies his life. <laughs> yes. Apparently. <laughs> and we were going to go basically try to hunt down these renegade Jedi. Right. Right. Spo- and my skill set has absolutely nothing to do with hunting down anything. Sure, of course. I, I ha- actually, when I generated the character, I actually have no gun skills, no combat skills at all. There's not a, even. A, I think I have a knife skill. The I, only thing I have is a jack of all trades. I think one. So which gives you zero at every skill. Two, well, but I don't have it at three. I only have it at, at one. So I get a minus two. Oh, they, so they changed the rules. They did. I, I, I haven't. Yes. I've not read the jack of all trade rules since nineteen. I, I understand. <laughs> but that that's it. I actually have zero combat skills. Okay, except for jack of all trades. Right. That's the only thing I can apply to anything. But, and you guys are going to go out, we're going to go out, and I've got weapons, they're all, chuck, 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 and I'm like, I have, no, I have nothing to contribute to this. And, and I might get hurt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And my droid might get my hurt. Do- which is, yeah. And then later on, look what happened when mm-hmm. you did shoot it. Nope, spoilers. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, someone had commented that they thought, because basically what you did is you left the table, yeah. went and sat down and started reading or something, yeah. and basically kind of excused yourself from the game for the hour of game time. It was time more than that, that but yeah. It, it, it was a while. And someone on the forum, now this is a little different because this isn't consuming gameplay as a player, this mm-hmm. is consuming gameplay as a listener, mm-hmm. but they said that's the way it would be done in a movie. Mm-hmm. If they're going to split up and this one group is going to go do something boring like clean the ship or whatever yeah. and this other group is going to go get in a firefight with the Jedi the the, the, the screen, camera follows them the screenwriter is going to write that scene he's not going to write the scene about cleaning out the toilets in the ship no right or if he does it's going to be for comic relief right right so it's like, you know it comes back the elevator music and he's you know got the little gloves on and the, yeah right and it comes back to Call the ship! Call the ship! <laughs> and then meanwhile, beep, beep, and he's <laughs> cleaning the toilets. Scrub, 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 scrub. <laughs> Why isn't he answering? <laughs> he must be in shit. R2, Whoa. bring me the CLR. <laughs> <laughs> this ring is something fierce. Um, so, I kind of want to talk about that, because we've always talked about, you know, being... Uh, very careful to share the spotlight mm-hmm. and make sure everyone has mm-hmm. their screen time, et cetera, et cetera. And that is not how Bill handled this thing, which I think kind of runs contrary to what we have presented as traditional wisdom or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Well, I want to preface this, first of all, before we get launched fully on into this, but the, the way we play, and I'm an experienced player, I knew exactly what I was doing when I, when I divorced myself from the game. It was obvious that there was. This is where the main event was going on, but I could not think of a reason why my character, who can't shoot right. a gun or have any combat skills, right. would go on that mission. Sure, I just couldn't, and I kind of said that numerous times, and not, nothing was presented to me to convince me that I would go on the mission. So I, I left, and I didn't leave in a huff. I didn't oh. leave mad. I knew exactly what I was getting into when I said, "Okay, I'm going to stay on the ship." So I. Unlike, I think, maybe a lot of players, I knew what I was doing when I said, I'm staying on the ship. And then I went and sat down, partially because I didn't want to hear what was going on, mm-hmm. because then it kind of gets metagamey if you're not careful. Right? Oh, definitely. So even though, you know, I, I, it's like, why well, did you leave the table? You you mad? No. I, I didn't want to hear what was going on so that I could come back into it, you know, doing what I'm doing. So I want to preface it by saying I was not mad. I did not storm off. I knew exactly what my what what was going to happen when I 
when I said I'm saying on the ship. Right. You basically you're bowing out of the game for a period of time for until that scene ends. Exactly. And it, and it was a scene that could have been a lengthy combat scene. Could have. It wasn't. Uh-huh. But it could have been a very long scene. Yep. Depending but, and, on... But, and I had no problem with that. I mean, I right. knew that going into that. Now, I'm not sure if everybody who is involved in a role-playing game knows that. If they say, well, let me just bow out, they think it's only going to be 10, 15 minutes. Right. Yeah. In some cases, it will be. But if ever, whenever you're going to start involving combat, combat oh. rules, in most games, eh, it's going to take some time. Even even in games that were combat steadily, which I found out Traveler is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is, it, it's still a time-consuming process. Even even games that have fast combat, it's still time. Mm-hmm. It's not fourth edition D anD D, but it's time. So the I mean, if the player is okay with that and understands that that yeah you're going to be sitting there basically not playing for an hour maybe longer and you're okay with that I think it makes a more interesting story for everyone else and it is it, it what is it okay during combat let's say we're going to go through a round of combat right. and then we're going to stop and go maybe let's say let's say you you were doing something that was game significant right like I, while you guys were off thing. fighting i was doing some investigating or shopping even yeah. something right. and gotten to gotten to some other trouble that way yeah i think that's where you have to figure out give that person the opportunity to have some spotlight and if they're not going to take it because there wasn't going to be anything going on with your character then you you know pretty much move the spotlight completely over to the other the other narrative right um, but I think it's hard to know without either discussing it as a player or, you know, kind of dipping your toe in where that's concerned, like to see if you're trying to do anything. Did you want to go shopping? What are well, you going to, you know? In hindsight, after, especially after some of these, these comments, I feel like I did Bill a disservice because I think Bill was like, oh God, I've got to keep Stork interested. Why did he, you know, I, um, cause it is different on that side of the, of the, of the mm-hmm. shield. Oh yeah, I mean sure. Yeah, I mean, I, and if, I think if, I, if a player were to stand up and walk over and sit down someplace else and take the cell phone out, I would get a little panicky mm-hmm. as a GM, right? Generally, but I, I don't think Bill took it that way. But I could certainly see that happening in a lot sure. of in a lot of instances in a lot of games where the player says, oh, "I just I can't see any reason why I'm and they leave, and, and then you're second guessing yourself. Are they mad? Am I not? Did- now I've got to keep them interested. Now I've got to change the game. Now I'm, and but." But I'm not sure if that services the rest of the story well, like you were saying. You guys had the main part of the story. <laughs> you guys had the interesting thing going on. Right. And if he were to keep jumping back to me on the ship, it would have just been slowed the momentum, maybe. Completely. Well, but he doesn't have to jump back to you equally. You know, if there are five no. people at the table and you're one person, you know, you can jump back to you 20% of the time. Maybe go through a couple rounds of combat yeah, and exactly. then say, okay, Is there make a stealth roll because you have yeah. to sneak past a guard or something and do a couple things and that's going on. And then yeah, and yeah. that could actually, that might actually, listener wise, that might actually break up the mon- monotony of a combat a little bit too. Well, not to second guess Bill too, but there, there are things he could have done. Somebody could have come by and checked on the ship. Somebody could have come yeah. by and broken into the ship. Right. Somebody, there could have been a message that came in that I had to like then contact you while you guys are in the middle of a firefight. I mean, there were things. We're that, busy here. Yeah, there there were things that could have happened, and I'm not. I mean, that's not at all. I mean, right. this is not a condemnation on Bill's at all because he his hands were full and he was doing great things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew full well when I stepped out of the game that I you know. <clears throat> well, let me, let me say, I think the way he handled it was the right way to handle it. I think so too. But I think that goes against the conventional wisdom we tend to preach about sidebars. 
which is why I wanted to kind of bring this okay. up. Okay. Because I think it kind of, I think it kind of brings into question the, the whole idea of spotlight sharing and keeping right. everything equal and equitable. Mm-hmm. And he basically said, okay, this is where the interesting part's going to be. This is what we're going to concentrate on. Are you on. sure you don't want to be there? Yep. All right. Done. You're out. Yeah. And, and if that conversation happens... And the guys and the guy, and the players fine with it. Go ahead and do it. Now, if it's if it's gonna, like if you're playing a game where you're gonna have a huge lengthy combat, and it's like our the rest of our session is going to be this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, well, as we say too, you don't know how long combat's gonna go. No. I mean, the dice rolls could be all twenties, and it could be over in five minutes, or it that, could go that on. Particular one was that it, was over was. very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> but it could have gone on for five hours. Sure. It could have been like the combat the next week. Do, do you think he made the choice he made because? When you extracted yourself from that scene, you literally walked away from the table, or did and not because you were upset or anything. No, no, no. We established Please that, bitch. but <laughs> <laughs> table flip. It was. It was. The table's too heavy. It's too weak. He didn't flip it. <laughs> yeah, where's the start? You've got it. He just fell asleep. Cr- start crying. It fell asleep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You know, the sad thing is it makes me lactate every day. I know, my milk drops. (laughs) (laughs) Something drops. But because the reason I'm wondering that is if he made that choice because you helped him make it, saying, hey, I'm cool with this, you do... You know, go ahead with that scene. I'm going to step aside for a while. We should call up Bill and ask him. You know, I know. Geez. I don't know if he's in town. I'd because when you are collaboratively telling a story, something could have happened with that person who's not sharing the spotlight with the other sure. three, four, five people where you didn't even anticipate, you know, some sort of highlighted narrative happening. You, you bring up a good point. Let's hypothesize that the, that you're playing with a group of people that aren't cool. And that somebody has is being obstinate, has is trying to play his character, but still wants to be part of the game. Right. Unlike me, who mm-hmm. knew full well what he was getting into and divorced and himself like, in the scene. Cool. Sure. Yeah. But there's people that are like, all right, I've made my position clear, but I still want to be part of the scene. Now, now, how do you include that guy? Uh, well, it, does he want to be part of that scene, but he doesn't want to be in the combat? Yeah. Or does he want to have a spotlight? But he doesn't want to be in that scene. Yes to both, because those are two different answers, but right. it, it yeah. still can be the same situation. Well, I think, I, I, I personally, I think it is okay if a player says, I, my character would not do that. I'm very big on the whole, on, on honoring the whole, my character wouldn't do that thing. Mm-hmm. I don't try to compel people to, you know, have, to make metagame decisions about I don't want to split the party. If the party gets right. split, I mean, we talk about we talk a lot about how oh we shouldn't split the party, shouldn't split the party. It ha- th- there's that's a trope. There's T-shirts. Don't split the party. Right. But the thing is, in real life, there's a real good case to do that. If you've got if you're running in if let's yeah. say you are a group of investigators who are trying to solve some sort of mystery, you're not going to all go as a group right. to the library. And to the crime scene, and to go look at the records at the police station, and to go over here to the 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 the, the, the here's, yeah. a, here's a here's a great example. Split up. Here's You're a great example. The, the yeah. Walking Dead. Right. Right. You focus on different well, groups of different people each season, right? Uh, yeah. Ever since the yeah, it, it split off. Once it's split off, absolutely, they're following different storylines yes. and it moves around. 
Now, yeah. and that and, and in television and in film that works. In real life, that's the most effective way to use your time. Mm-hmm. If there's four of us investigating something, we're going to unless there's danger. We're going to send one person to the police station. We're going to right. send one person to the library. We're going to send one person to the crime scene and one person to the you know the, the place yeah. of employment where one of the suspects works or whatever. So you're going to because you can all be doing things at once, but in a role playing game and right also in television and film and, and Scooby Doo, there's ways in television and film to deal with that and to handle that fine. But in a in a role playing game. If the party splits in four different directions and you got four players, right. you go out and deal with one player for 15 minutes, that's 45 minutes of right. player time where everyone else is staring at their cell phones. Because in real life, it's m- more efficient. In game life, it's not. It's not. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a bad use of game the economy time. economy of, yeah. Right. So... Well, there's a reality of, like, there's one GM and four players. Right. Exactly. only talk to one person right. at a time. Right. I mean, obviously, if you have a co-GM, that... That does help a lot. that problem yes. quite a bit. But and they have to consult back and forth when, when you know, things yep. come up, then they need to make sure they're on the same page. But other than that, that would help, certainly. There's a definite time-space problem there where there's one person... Exactly. <laughs> ...who so, has a finite amount of time. Pers- personally, what you did, I think, is the most admirable thing a player can do. If my character is not, gonna, is not interested in getting in a firefight and is not going to go... Basically, excuse yourself from the table until that scene is resolved, and then come back in. So, how'd it go? Hey, why are there only two of you? Oops, yeah. <laughs> or, or whatever. But, um... I, I think maybe, I mean, that's important to, to, to say as well. If you are that guy, if you say, I don't want to be in this scene, for whatever reason, whether you're just blocking, whatever you want to... If you do, and, and they call your bluff, and they say, fine, you're not in this scene, you, you sit out well, you, you may sit not, that scene out and you may not even I be think bluffing it depends. I, mean, I think no it's just i think it depends uh we just played at least two if not three sessions of our deadlands game where we had completely split the party and we stayed split for at least two sessions really going on three wow yeah wow. and and i think it depends on how because we we're pretty much split down the middle and i think it depends on how invested you know, we happened to be in the entire story that was being told. So even when it wasn't, you know, Spotlight wasn't on this two, these two characters, we were just as invested in what was happening in that other place with the other two characters. So you, for, for part of the part of the game, your audience, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. And you're invested in it, so you're right. attentive audience, which is right. often just as good as playing. I, I think so, too. And it, so I think it does depend on the group you're playing with and where you are in the story. And, you know, one one person splitting off versus and four staying in versus two and two. or So it's kind of situational. A, no, a note okay. about that being the audience, um, it, it's a double-edged sword for me because part of me as a character doesn't want to know what the other people went through because I want to I wanted to experience that. But the other part of it is it makes everybody's job easier if I actually know what happened. So that True. way, when they come to me, we yeah. explain to him what that just went on. And I'm like, okay, since I was here, I know, I know about that. So right. now I don't need to sit around and have the GM right. explain it to me for 15 or 20 minutes. Well, you guys sit around. So if there is a split. I don't know. I'm, I'm of two minds about it because I also I don't want to be tempted to comment or be involved in the combat if something exciting is going on. Absolutely. So... I don't know. I think if you if you choose to, or for whatever circumstances happen, if you you are not involved in the scene, you should step out. But at least be you know you can be in the same room, 
But you, you should not be involved in any of the decision making. You shouldn't be uh, kibitzing. You shouldn't be commenting because you aren't there. Um, and oh, if you are listening yeah. to the way the story unfolds, yeah. and then you, when you are brought back in, now you know at least what happened. Yeah. Um, and without it being metagamey, people don't have to explain to you what happened. It, I, I, I totally agree. I think the other difference is if, you, if there's a decision to be made and three members of the party want to do this one thing and this other person wants to do another thing, that's when you maybe have to split that spotlight and not just say, you don't get to do your thing because three say yes and one says no. In your case, it was just that I'm not going to go do that thing, but I, I didn't express that I wanted to do anything else strongly. Well, yeah, and that leads me to my other point, which is if somebody does decide to leave... Mm-hmm. And Dave and I had this happen in a traveler party where somebody they they stayed on the ship while the other guys went out. It's the same thing. Well, we were co GMing, so these other two guys were sitting there. And at one point, I look over and they say, "Oh, sorry, so what are you guys going to do?" So Dave was talking to the people that were doing their thing, and I and mm-hmm. I set up a quick scenario for these guys to have something to do. Yeah. Um, now, granted, it was a co GM kind of thing, but it easily could have been one GM who said, "All right, somebody's knocking at the ship door. What are you going to do?" Yeah. Now, I, I'm not saying that that's. That's what happened. Bill should have done that because he had his hands full, and I'm not. It's not a condemnation again. But as a GM, it is. Inter- it, it, it might be an opportunity for you to create some more stuff. So if the, if the party split, and the guy stays on the ship. Stuff can happen to that guy, Absolutely. and then when the party exactly. comes back, all beat up, and he's exactly. you know holding off <laughs> a right, bunch yeah. of battle droids exactly. at the ship entry. Like, well, how do we get into the ship? Right. Oh my god, what happened? Right now, there's another situation that happened yeah. that could have been that that could ease. It's kind of a missed opportunity. Just because they're not going with the party doesn't mean that you can't bring it back around again. Because the parties they're going to get back together again. Yep. So I think you can. Set up situations where that person or people who have left the party are still going to have something that affects the whole party or even brings them mm-hmm. together. Um, I mean, you could you could do the whole Scooby Doo thing, you know, where Shaggy and Scooby go off to the kitchen and make you know Scooby right. snacks and discover the ghost, exactly. right? And then they get chased around and bump into Fred, and yep. then you know it all comes back together again. It's it it could be that stupid. Yep. <laughs> Let, let me rewind a bit because I had to leave because I felt my blood sugar going up. I forgot to take my minutes. Um, when you were talking about being attentive, so that you know what's going on, so when the party shows yes. back up, they make mm-hmm. the meta they make the meta game statement. Okay, we're going to tell them what happened. Yeah. So that right. You lose an opportunity when you do that. You do. You do. And I, the misinterpretation. Uh-oh. Of one person telling another person, describing the events, is a very real thing. And it is an opportunity for awesome comedic value. If you think, think about, what's that show? Uh, Three's Company. Oh, yeah. How uh, often... That's the first thing that came to mind. Right. Because that, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was the show of misunderstanding, right? That's what that... Every comedy bit in that show, not every, most of the comedy uh, yes. bits, yeah. were about a, a misunderstanding. Someone overhearing something out of context and thinking it means something else, and the whole episode is about that and trying to unravel that All right. truth. Fair enough. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. And I, didn't, I didn't think that Three's Company was that smart, but yes, you're right. Don't you bring it up? I don't know why I just thought it. <laughs> <but it's, laughs> so funny. 
I didn't think Three's Company was that smart either. I did like looking at the actresses in Three's Company. Oh, uh, yeah. That's <laughs> kind of all I remember. Suzanne Summers or Joyce DeWitt? Don Knotts. Oh, he was hot. <laughs> no, what that was man the, was a dresser. What was Mrs. Roper's name? That's what he- <laughs> oh, the sex crazy woman? Oh, man, I don't remember. I can't remember her name. Uh, that was Mr. Roper. Mr. Roper's wife. Remember yes. the other guy? Yeah. Not the, but before Don Knotts showed up, there was yeah. Mr. Roper. That was before yeah. the, Because Knott's the Ropers right. got their own show that lasted like a season really? and Don Knotts came that in. Never, that's that. like Lenny and Squiggy. Yeah. That never works. It never works. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were talking about shows that most of the people that are listening to this have no idea. No, except for Frey, who says, Three's Company, Hot Chicks, and Going to the Beagle. That's right. <laughs> Go Frey. See, I was a Joyce DeWitt fan. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and then wasn't, Remember, wasn't Suzanne Summers replaced? Yeah, she was replaced like with two or oh, three other people. Blonde. Yeah, yeah uh, the, the one right after her was there was a red, a tall redhead. Uh, she could actually out of a wet paper bag. She was awful. She played Ginger Sheena. and Marianne. Um, uh, it's terrible. Anyway, anyway, the the point is, it is a missed opportunity. I was going to say, adding to that, it also allows the players to completely mislead the person that wasn't there. Like, right. Oh, we absolutely kicked their ass. Oh, you have no idea how great that battle was. And if the guy who wasn't there excuses himself and actually isn't attentive, mm-hmm. that adds to the immersion. Mm-hmm. Because when they come back and they tell him, oh, no, yeah, we, we kicked ass and we caught both the guys and <laughs> we were this and that. We <laughs> got a reward and, yeah. and we're not sharing it with you and all right. this and that. Suddenly, he has no idea. He has no idea. <laughs> if he really doesn't have any idea, right? Suddenly, when the truth one day comes out, he's like, "You fuckers!" Yeah, <laughs> right. And, and you get that this those really cool opportunities in a role playing game where the where the line blurs between player and character, and that I mean that's something that I'm always looking for an opportunity. To no, you're do. That, and that it's a very good point. Now, if if you are if you are a willing enough player to allow yourself to get suckered in that way. <laughs> Because you are. You're putting yourself in a position where you know you're going to get fucked over. Absolutely, yeah. Um, one way or the other. Because if you just decide to leave the room and say, guys, I'm not mad. I'm going to go watch our PlayStation or I'm going to play Destiny or whatever it is. Come get me when I'm when I'm back Who, on screen. Who's Destiny? It's a, it's a new... It's a it's in bed. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's in bed? What? It's in beta. Oh, it's in beta. It's a new... It's a new... Anyway. If you decide a, to go and it sounds and, like a stripper do name, it does. Yeah. It is. <laughs> How many strippers are named Destiny? Destiny. I'm Dawn. sure there's dozens of them, at least. You can't uh, swing a dead cat in a strip joint and not get a Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot That's of pussy in a in a strip joint too, and you're swinging a dead cat. Who's going to get the most attention? Only if they don't serve alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of dead cats in a strippers <laughs> stripper joint. <laughs> <laughs> just try, I just I'm just gonna stop myself from going on on dead stripper jokes. Okay, right. you're better than I am. You're a better man. <laughs> Wait, where do I start anyway? Oh, so. So sidebars can be. Really I know. It's like, wait, what are we talking about? I know, right? We've, we've been going for forty-two minutes. We can we can move on. But go ahead. <laughs> well, we had a good twenty-minute preamble before we even started. That's on the topic, true. Right? True. So. Um, I, I I believe that splitting the party is actually an opportunity, and we have talked yes. about that before. And I, I would like to re- reiterate that as well. As a, as a GM, don't consider this a uh, a slap in the face. Or a, yeah, it's a little bit more work, but I think that you can you can have a lot more fun because now you can fuck with two groups of people. Sure, <laughs> yeah. and there's a, there's the whole 
going from the frying frying pan to the fire. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, we just got shot up and we're running back to the ship Mm -hmm. because we're being chased. And why the fuck is the ship under siege by a bunch of fucking battle droids? What the fuck happened? (laughs) What did you do? What did you you do? (laughs) You were gone. I, I help. Yeah. Uh, a, a, any one of those things. I mean, and that just it makes this... Over. It It, <laughs> it wasn't my fault. Um, uh, it, consider, consider the party being split an opportunity for you to have a lot more fun as a GM. Now, uh, there is a maturity level to your players, as we've sort of touched on, but there's also just maybe a time thing. If you're playing a system, or even playing... Um, if the combat really, really drags out, you may have to say to that other guy, uh, and I think you did that with, with Tyler... Or, yeah, with Tyler, when you're trying to integrate him into your travel story, he said, uh, you and I need to have a, a sidebar. And it was a sidebar that lasted a couple of hours, I think. Oh, I, I, we did it over email. Okay. We actually did it over email. Trying to integrate him yeah. into the thing. And now, some, a sidebar may actually involve a separate semi-little mini game or some, at least a lot of communication on its own in order to make it interesting and to make it work within the context of the game. But uh, don't just... Don't just ignore that guy. Sometimes these mm-hmm. things these things can really work out if you just take a little, do a little bit more effort. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a good opportunity for the GM to throw a wrench into something. If there's one guy left oh, back at the thing. ship, yeah, yep. our, that ship's important to us. It's our, it, sure it is, is our, it, it is our independence to move <laughs> around. If and your ship is gone, you we can't afford it. Doesn't one. even have to be gone. No, you just have to break it a little, <laughs> and it's That's all. Oh fuck! Yeah. Where's our intergalactic credit card? You know, you know, being a hooker doesn't seem like bad of an idea. <laughs> uh, th- there's a, one question here, and it's about the Star Wars Traveler game. When are you guys going to add honor to the Star Wars Traveler so the forum can continue to our time on our tradition of trying to force <laughs> Stork to commit seppuku? <laughs> I want to see that. I think, actually, in, in many ways, Trig's more honorable than most of the people in the game. Because he has no combat skills, he's not as. I think somebody we in the forum for said, the Empire. We're the good guys. Well, uh, everybody in the in the in the somebody somebody in the forum said there was a lot of cape swishing and mustache twirling. But with all everybody's all, <laughs> they're all very evil. Well, and no. Triggs just like he's just like, look, man, I was just hired to do a job. My okay? ca- my, char- my character, may he rest in peace, yeah. was a law. Hey. He was a Law and Order guy. Well, yeah, and he was a he was a combat veteran. Yeah, he was. Really good at decorated it. decorated stormtrooper, right? And my guys, Certain just, Tyler, he couldn't he couldn't cut it. <laughs> my, <laughs> my guys just trying to make a buck, and you know was hired to do a job. But and I I took three of them out before they got me. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so it was good. You may have to edit that out. That's not. Fair. I'm not going to edit that out. No. No, I mentioned it last, last week. week. Yeah, I, I mentioned it last week that it, it wasn't that not like it was a TPK. Like, you know, the fourth one. No. <laughs> we haven't played the fourth one yet. We're playing tomorrow, actually. Oh, cool. We get to play tomorrow. So, I made my new character. Oh, awesome. By myself. Oh, yeah? Did you have fun? Everyone will look at that character, and no one will think I cheated on one die roll. <laughs> oh, it's oh. like my character, then. Crazy, huh? I have Blaster at zero. Yeah. Maybe. It might be one. No, it's zero. I think I have brawling again, or I have unarmed combat at one or two. Well, just like my last character. Let me ask you this though: Did you have fun making the character? Yes, I did. Yeah. I, I mean, and did you like start writing little notes and stories? I no, but I kept track of all the die rolls and all the numbers, and I wrote that out in a narrative and I gave it to Bill. Okay. 
So I've got like contacts cool. and enemies and all that stuff. So I gave it all to him so he can figure out who those people are. Yeah. I'm going to show up to the game an hour early and we're going to basically kind of do a little pregame thing. A little sidebar. To figure out who I am mm-hmm. in context with what's been going on. Because the character started out in the army, in the Imperial Army. I did... No, I tried to join the army. I couldn't. I went to the draft. I joined the scout service. First you, contact. You made it into the scouts? No, I was drafted into the scouts. Oh, wow. So I went into the scout service, first contact, and then I immediately tried to go back into the army, and I got into the army, because I wanted to be a mercenary. Okay. To be a mercenary, you have to have two terms of military service. Sure. So after army, I'm like, I'm done, and I went to um, uh, uh, command uh, commandos under mercenary. And I did that for, I think, two terms, and then I was out. I have, for a guy with all that military experience, my highest combat skill is unarmed combat at one. What? So, so you were like in the Coast Guard. No. <laughs> I've got combat engineering at like one or two. Oh, all right. So were- I, I was like the cigar-chomping sergeant yeah. was like, well, let me tell you, we're the CBs. We'll take care of this <laughs> shit for you. Don't worry about that. We'll get that fucking bridge built. Exactly. You, know, you were designing inflatable bridges to get over and, Hawaii. And, so. and clearing minefields. Yes. Right. So th- that's that's what, what the character is. That, and he does not... Do, are we good to hear the British Army, Surgeon? No, I don't think so. I think what you heard you, is what you're going to hear. That's good. I like that. <clears throat> I'm guessing. I haven't really figured the character out yet, because that's the whole thing. Traveler gives you backstory... And the skeleton of a uh-huh. history, yeah. it doesn't give you any characteriz- characterization. You have to kind of do all yep. of that yourself. Well, so. since my guy was such a shotgun scattershot, I just made him. <laughs> yeah, well, the, my, I, I figure my guy's like overconfident bullshitter. Perfect. And it, it builds like I don't even see the combat engineering in the in the book. See, <laughs> so you wrote it. I'm, I'm like. I'm sure it exists. I, went, <laughs> I looked in Mercenary, which is the yeah. military book. There it was. Okay. So, it, it, and I said, "Here it is," and I copied the text. I went, "There's, there's all, there's all of the, all the stuff about combat engineering." I need, I need a specialty though, and I don't know what what that's going. I think fortifications probably. Demolitions is always fun. That's not combat engineering. Really, blowing no, shit up? No. Uh, I don't remember what they are. It's like fortifications, minefields, and something else. Bridges and... Bridges over quiet. Bridges, <laughs> bridges over rivers and Asian... So basically, I can drive the fuck out of a, of a forklift in combat conditions. <laughs> That's what my character does best. Good job. But no one will look I at that character... I got a class four and that loader over there. I, no one will look at my character and think... Oh, he totally cheated on die rolls. <laughs> yeah. No one will think I fucked yeah. one fucking die. Uh, it, it kills me, too, because I made a character who's got a high dex. His dex is 12, I think. Okay. And I'm like, well, I, w- I want to be I'm gonna be shooty. So I went in stuff that had all shooty skills. Fucking never rolled one. Never rolled once. Once. I got a, yeah. a zero in blaster. So anyway, uh, semi-urgent from Akshay on the Alan Low day. Oh, I'm guessing. Pay Attenley. I think I ink they say. Dear Happy Jackers, I would like to begin this email by thanking the lot of you for your hours of entertainment that you have given me. So take a drink 
in honor of yourselves. Thank God you didn't start reading that at Pig Latin. I was like, oh, God, this is going to be a long fucking <laughs> email. It doesn't even say where Akshay is from. <laughs> so his name's Shaq? Oh, fuck, this is Shaq. Yeah. <laughs> Seven feet tall. Play with the Lakers. All right, I'm going to continue Mr. O'Neill's email. Uh, now to the question in question. I see what you did there. Uh, <laughs> I want to run a fantasy campaign that is based on it based in one city. Think what Bioware wanted to do with Dragon Age Two, but actually good. Ah, I I'm, glad get, he, I'm glad. I'm glad he qualified that. I don't. Point. I, I don't get the reference. You guys will have to explain it to me. All right. Well, I don't play video games. Yeah. Uh, I want to set up politics, crime, and every other thing to run an interesting story, but I'm having difficulty actually designing my city. Help! Sincerely, Akshay on the download day. I have a lot to say about this, but I'll let you guys go first. No, go ahead. No, no, go. Well, if you have anything to say. <laughs> I can't. Go. go. Oh, I, I just, I don't think you should try to do, invest too much time on the front end, uh, creating everything and making the whole, uh, you know, the whole Sim City. Um, and you should create and discover big chunks of the world uh, in gameplay. And with the players. Are you saying let the players create the city for him? In part. I think creating it together where you... Part of it is discovered during gameplay, but also I think Fate does a good job of world building and game creation uh, collaboratively Hmm. uh, kind of before you get started. Specifically, doesn't... Isn't there like a whole rule set in Dresden? Yes. For doing that to to make the city that you're going to do? Yeah. And I think you can not, if you ask a question, ask a lot of questions, uh, sitting at the table with the people you're going to play with, your world will start to come together. So you don't have to think, oh, I know exactly how this uh, criminal element works. It works exactly like this, and this is the big bad, and da 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 da. You can just start by asking questions, like, right. you know, what? Do, who are these people? What do they do? Uh, how do they survive? Is it a gritty world? Is it not? Is it, you know... And, and you make those notes as a GM. Mm-hmm. It's funny, Stu, that you bring up address files, because that's where I was going to go with this, which is uh, there is a collaborative story or uh, city building out there, and it's in Fade, and it's in a specific... I, well, Dresden and a couple other things. Anyway... Dresden, I, I think, is known for it. It's a great yeah. way for everybody to be involved with this, because if they're going to be in the city, they're going to know the city as well. And it also gives the player, and, and, and stuff will happen during that city creation that nobody planned on that makes it much more interesting for everybody. And once the city creation is done, it's just kind of like Mongoose Traveler. Once it's all done, everybody can go away and digest it, and the GM can now come up with zones. There's a thieves' guild, there's a word, this section, there's, here's the catacombs, there's, all of that stuff can get worked out, and then the next time the players come back, the city they created has been fleshed out. Mm-hmm. But you as a GM don't have to do all the heavy lifting. And, as a GM, if you've done all the heavy lifting, sometimes, and we've talked about this before, you feel like maybe you are giving away too much when you're not giving away anything at all. Your right. players are completely confounded. They don't understand the city. They don't understand the NPCs. Even though you think you're expelling the beans, the players are still clueless when you try to give away clues or try to tell them or try to lead them Absolutely. along. And, and it becomes kind of masturbatory. If you've created this ungre- incredible city, but you've never let the players in on it, mm-hmm. it, it, yeah. it's, it you're doing them a disservice. See, I <clears throat> when I ran the on- online GURPS game, 
I designed... I didn't design the whole game world. I basically designed one small continent or a, one large island that had <clears throat> four cities in it, I think. There was there was this one area that was like forest and swamplands or jungle and swamplands. That's where the goblins lived. And then there was sort of like this land bridge. There was like one city on that frontier on the on the far side of that land bridge. And then there was like the main city, which was Cabanic, which is where mm-hmm. the game ended up taking place almost exclusively. And there was like three or four more cities. There was like a you know a, a, a dwarven kingdom in the middle with a little mountain range and shit. So I designed all this stuff, and I, I gave the players a copy of the map, and I said, the game's going to start in this city. And then the players made their characters. I had four players or five players. I got all the character sheets. I said, send me your character sheets um, in PDFs so I can look at them. And they all knew how to design GURPS characters. I think, yeah, I think all of them knew how to do them. <clears throat> so I get all the characters, and I start looking at them. This guy, uh, he's spent on advantages. He's probably spent 30 points on contacts, all in the city of Quebec. This guy over here is, like, a teacher of a bunch of uh, noble children. So he's, like, totally tied to the city. This other character over here is, like, uh, a member of the mafia within the city, w- within one of the like subsections of the city, and I realize after I look at like three of the four characters or four of the five characters, they they built their characters. So not only are they from this city, they are heavily invested in this city. Yeah, they're this intertwined. Is their fucking home. Yeah. Right. So I, th- I basically the rest of that map went away, and I said I'm going to concentrate on this city. This whole adventure. And the adventure took six sessions or whatever mm-hmm. it was. It's all going to take place within the city or in the surrounding areas, but it's going to be about this city. So there's a shit. It's called uh, City Designer. It's part of Pro Fantasy Realm. Shit, what's the name of the thing? Well, I know what you're going to say. There's a couple of there's a couple of designers out there, but there's also some nope. random city generators. Well, see, that's the thing. That's what I did. There is, it's called City Designer, and I can't remember the name of the base software, but it's made by Pro Fantasy. And it's basically CAD software that's skinned to build fantasy maps, to build RPG maps, right? Right. I, I bought it. It's, it was like $100. It was not cheap. There's a little program you can buy that is a fantasy, or is a city, random city generator. That's a little sub-program that you can run within this program. And you really? give it the parameters, and brrrp, it builds a oh, city, gives you the roads, the, everything. So I had it build... There's even a couple of free online. They're JavaScripted. Right. Well, this this thing is complicated. Yeah. And it built... A, you can zoom in. It built a big fucking city, right? <laughs> this was that map yeah. that, I, that I talked I about where you could zoom in, and it had, like, GURPS-level combat oh, where it yeah. had yeah. each individual hex was a, was a uh, one meter, and where you could zoom it all the way out, and here's Whoa. a city of... 150,000 uh-huh. people yeah. or something. And the stables and everything. I mean, it was all... <clears throat> it was vast. So I spent all of my time... Once I had the characters, I'm like, okay, I'm going to tie these characters kind of to this one particular crime family that lives in this one area. They're not really a crime family per se, but th- these are like the local people. And then over here in this other part of town, those are the immigrants that came from another continent. Mm-hmm. 
a generation or two ago, and they have weird customs, and they're weird, and they're kind of violent people, and there's a lot of conflicts between them. Not not on a upper level, but on the you know the ground r- ruffian level. It's like gangs in New York. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. That's kind of what I was thinking of when I did it. And and there was other factions that never really entered into anything, but it basically was about trying to stop. The the whole story arc was about trying to stop an open street war between the family that the party was kind of connected to. And one character was part of that family. It was Bill the Butcher. Basically, right. Whoopsie yeah. Daisy. And the and and the you know the immigrant family over here with yeah. their strange smelling foods and yeah. all that stuff. <clears throat> and and then I and then I just basically I started with that basic conflict and like I'm like that's what the story is going to be about the, the the people with the Irish accents versus the people with the Slavic accents that's mm-hmm. basically what it was okay because right? those are the two accents that I <laughs> decided decided to do and it was very cool because by the end of by like the last couple of sessions some of the other players started picking up on the accent I was using whenever it was the people from their part of town and they started started characterizing themselves in those in that accent it started becoming very rewarding for me as a GM and and basically they realized they had been framed that this the child from uh-huh. this other area had come in, and but there was this big conflict that was like the going to boil over and end up being open warfare. That the party was in the only people who were in a position to be able to stop it. But you were given the gift when this was all started that that just serendipitously all the people had decided to be involved in that one city. Yes, I told them you're all from this city. I started it you there. You can't count on that every time. No, not at all. But that 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 is. That is what started the process of me making that city the what it was. Because they gave me all this stuff. And they didn't give me specifics. No. They gave me, I've got a lot of contacts. Or I have allies in mm-hmm. this city. Or I you know, I have an ally who's a, uh, uh, a town guardsman. Or whatever it is. And that's what the Dresden Files does as well. <clears throat> but the Dresden Files will guarantee you that all the people have an attachment to that city. Right. And I, I think that that's the takeaway from this. Which is, if you're going to run a city game, make sure that people are invested in that city. If you just have them show up. It's not you better have anybody. high walls. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. You can't count on them wanting to stay. No. It's like what we were talking about when, yeah. when we were playing in in, in uh, Bruce and Casey's game. You and I got fed up with mages because yeah. they're re- in, in, especially in Hero when you're just a melee guy. Yeah, they're really fucking hard to deal with. Yeah, especially when Casey's building them. Right, they're all on powerpoints <laughs> and, they're, and they, 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 they got do very all power long. pools right. and all this shit. And it's like fuck. Now what the fuck do I do? They could, just draw, they could toss fireballs at you all day long. And yeah. we were moments away yeah. from saying, fuck this city, <laughs> fuck the mages, we're going to go out to the steps, yeah. and we're going to go chase horses. <laughs> Anything. It's got to be better than this. But yeah. Now, I mean, I'm thinking of things like Harry Potter, too, where they're not necessarily involved in the city, but they're in like this big school, and it's ostensibly their city. And they would go, ba- you know, they would go visit Hogwarts Hog- or Hog- Hogsmeade. Hogsmeade, yeah. Right, but... And you could do something like that, but you need to have them invested, or at least that they can't... I mean, the, the whole thing about Harry Potter is that Stranger in a Strange Land, he's investigating it. But you need to say... If if your characters are going to be the Stranger in a Strange Land, you need to make sure that they get uh, invested quickly, that they solve problems, that they become integrated, that they become... They have a real reason to want to stay there. Because if yeah. you just keep cock-blocking them at every moment... <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't understand the customs, you don't understand the food, then nobody likes yeah. you because you're outsiders. 
uh, even though that seems like the logical thing, that's not fun for anybody. No, and I think the probably the best way to do that is to let them help create it mm-hmm. or to invest, like you're saying, their characters have investments in yeah. that place so that and they I, 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 care about it. Then. That, to me, <clears throat> when I saw those characters... And that, that's one of the reasons in in the in the fifth edition game I'm not we're doing any more game prep until I see the characters. Yeah. Um, the, I looked at all these characters and it and it this screamed to me they wanted a game that took place within the city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to go out and and go into the wilderness and look for shit because none of the one a shopkeeper, uh, yeah, right, a teacher, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it might be funny to the, it they, might be funny the GM to have a shopkeeper, a, a boot black, and a right. and a school teacher out in the middle of the woods. That might be funny to the GM. It's not going to be fun for the players. No, not at all. No, they their characters they made screamed. We want an urban adventure. Yeah, it just screamed it. So, um, uh, Hivemind said a little while ago. He says you can count on ev- on it every time if you set the parameters before the game starts. Stork. <laughs> little winky there for you, yeah. Uh, but he's what he's what he's talking about, and it, the thing is, he's making an assumption there. Um, is if you tell the players, okay, I'm gonna the, the game is gonna take place in the city, make characters who are in the city want to stay in the city. Yeah, a lot of players will take that, and it will go in one ear and right out the fucking other. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of them. I completely yeah. agree. We've played with some of yes. them. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And 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 it's like, oh, I, I made a guy with wanderlust who's a bard, right? But he likes trees. Well, no, but his family's yeah. in the city, but he uh, he doesn't like them, so he left. Right. But, yeah, you told me to make a character that was invested in the city. So his family's there. What? What's wrong with that? <laughs> and you're like, no, he... <sighs> and then, and then because that's their character, and they come, yeah, they come up with the backstory, and you're like, perhaps I wasn't specific enough. Right. Oh, Hivemind says, oh, gods, they're playing 5th edition. Yeah. No! <laughs> what should we be playing, Hivemind? Tell me. What, what game should we be playing instead of that? I dare you. I'm going to move on to Let the next email. <laughs> I think it was seven. seven Semi-urgent campaign question from... The, the from, screen rolled. <laughs> from Tim from Green Bay. Dear Happy Jacks crew, this is Tim from... Uh, by the way, thank you, uh, thank you, Ash, Akshay. Yeah. I Akshay. We, uh, on uh, we, I hope we answered your question. I hope we answered aid your question. This is Tim from Tittletown. Is that really Titletown? Titletown. Titletown. I like Titletown myself. Uh, I think it's a sports thing. <laughs> okay. Titletown, USA, also known as Green Bay, Wisconsin, for the football uninitiated. I think their, their basketball team did very well this year. Is the Bay really green? Their basketball team. <laughs> the, I mean, you should <laughs> They can't see your face. <laughs> and what's a Green Bay Packer, by the way? What? What? Oh what are my. they <laughs> What? And and why is the Bay so green? And what are they packing? I mean, what? How did that name get involved? Oh, 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 oh. How's that for a topper? <laughs> Absolutely. How did that get involved with the basketball team? Uh. I'm an adequate length of time listener. Not anymore. Sorry, man. Because <laughs> I, I think at this point you're just going to rage quit. Uh, <laughs> an adequate length of time listener. Uh, first time emailer. I have a semi-urgent question for my Savage Worlds Walking Dead campaign. Our campaign rain... Rain? <clears throat> Our campaign ran for eight to ten sessions before going on hiatus. And this has been on hold for more than a year. The break has been due to life stuff that has kept us from all from role-playing. Boy, do we know that. So yeah. it's not a case of giving up on the campaign. We're hoping to resume shortly. But the break came unexpectedly, 
in our last session ended in mid-encounter. A full-out walker attack on our heroes uh, uh, as they prep pew, an airplane pew, for escape pew, pew. from the overrun island they've been inhabiting. <laughs> My question <laughs> is, <laughs> how do you feel about time skipping? Uh, when we resume, I could see us picking up where we left off in the middle of combat, or I could see us picking up some amount of time later. I would consider skipping forward in time because all they've done so far is encounter walkers, and I'm excited for them to get into some or uh, to some of the more interesting things that I've thought up. It has been said that the Walking Dead humans versus walkers is not nearly as interesting as humans versus humans. Absolutely. But if I do hop ahead in time, how much time should I skip? Just to the end of the combat, as in, okay, roll a d6 and let's see how many bullets you had to use up before you finish the rest of the walkers, or a day or two in the future? My concern is about how many player choices do I take away when we skip ahead. The plane they're readying for escape won't fit all the PCs and NPCs, so a choice has to be made about who gets to fly. Those who don't get to fly have to hoof up to the rendezvous point, and there would be a number of encounters possibly deadly on the way. Not to mention all of the exploration and new setting details the, that would be more fun to roleplay rather than summarize. So, what would be the best for getting back into the game? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thanks, Tim from Green Bay. P.S. Take a drink. Hmm, I wonder, what other, quote, take commands will you guys follow? <laughs> take a leak. Take a load off. <laughs> take my breath away. <laughs> take on me. <laughs> take on me. me on. Um, <laughs> take me to bed or leave me forever. Oh, hell, just take a drink. P.P.S. Oh, I was brought to Happy Jack's Fold by two other listeners, Jim from Appleton and Jeff from Appleton, formerly Jeff from Osaka. Oshkosh. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's t- yeah. It's right. okay. They're right next to each yes. other. Yes. <laughs> right. Isn't isn't on Oshkosh the same, like, on the same planet? Isn't Oshkosh like what you dress your kids in? Yes. Bagosh. So he's actually he's actually from like overalls. Yeah, he's from he's from the the small Chinese town where they make Oshkosh bagosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Two of the players in the aforementioned Walking Dead campaign, so I've restricted the details of the game to hopefully keep them in the dark. Uh, your son brought us popcorn, so and it smelled really good. Now it's Boy Scout popcorn. I'm gonna have to eat Boy Scout fundraiser. Really? All the popcorn came in. Yeah. Awesome. That's why I've stopped losing weight. Because of popcorn. Chocolate covered popcorn. Oh yeah, that you might do. Not what he brought us, but this is really good. <laughs> that was very sweet, though. I, would I can't <laughs> stop eating it. Jesus Christ. I know. <laughs> Thank you, Zachary. The chomp cast. <laughs> and I know that there's people out there who like have problems with chewing sounds or like fucking freaking or out right now. Burping and Well that that I can't help. I have a yeah. bad stomach. But the chewing Stork fuck Stork fucked up the lever. <laughs> stork fucked up a letter. Everybody Everyone take a, a drink. drink. Yeah. <laughs> Sir. You're going to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just me. So skipping ahead like that, I'm I'm kind of I I'm, I'm torn. Kind of, I would ask the players first, just before you just. That's a good completely. idea because you are kind of taking away some agency to a certain point. I mean, yeah, and you're kind of hand waving combat like that. I mean, I mean, a year is a long time, so yes. there might be. Everybody might say, yeah, whatever, we're over it. Um, I kind of dig the idea of uh, f- some sort of flashback. 
like where you you do say is it a week later is it three months later mm-hmm. is it just post combat and you come up with some doesn't have to be a mechanic but something to kind of drive the everybody gets a flashback scenario of what transpired during that combat right versus well, my original thought was well, I mean let them let them escape, and either they they're 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 landing, or they've landed, or they're in the plane. But when he says that the plane won't fit them all, that makes me sort of reconsider this whole mm-hmm. thing. I mean, if, if that's what you've already set up, because I, I feel like dropping them in the middle of a combat now that you've already started or is sort of unfair. It's a it's been a long, long time, and I think in a way they may just want to start <laughs> fresh. You know, in a, in a safe place where a chance where they can collect themselves and go, all right, what the fuck? All right, okay. And you could summarize and say, you guys escaped, you got in your plane, you've landed now. Okay, it's a new place, the door's open, what do you do? I would. I, mean, I kind of feel like it's it's a way to start the game again because it literally is. It's been a year. They're going to have to restart. Mm-hmm. I would. I think what I would do is figure out some fair way to determine who would be on the plane and who wouldn't. And then do like email sidebars. Mm-hmm. Do one with the people on the plane and figure out where they're going to end up and then do another one with the people who didn't. Maybe multiple ones. Maybe they split up. Yeah. Who knows? And, you know, drop clues. Do like the... What's the name of that place? Um, in the series. They, they just... I stopped watching it because it's kind of jumped to the shark. But there's a place they kept seeing signs for. The rail, where the railhead was. Um, oh. God, I can't remember the name of it. I'm a half season behind. I don't watch it. They're oh. all on my DVR. But they're, they're basically, there's like a rail yard, and they're walking, everyone's following the railroad tracks, and there's signs mm-hmm. saying, come to Terminus. Terminus. So, may, ha, maybe have something kind of like that happen, where people are seeing signs, oh, there's a, uh, you know, free haven. Here, there's a, we, we uh-huh. you know, we... We've set up a city. We have a you know um, protection. All will be safe there. Blah blah blah. Whatever, and set it up so that they all can end up there. But I would have sidebars before that to find about out about the stuff that happened. Yeah, in between, and do it privately mm-hmm. so that they don't. So that maybe that stuff doesn't come up. Maybe it scarred some of them. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I think the first step. And Gina is absolutely right. The first step is to actually talk to your players and say, "All right, guys, here are my thoughts. What do you want to do?" Sure. Do you want to just start fresh someplace else, and we can just start over again, and you guys can start from a you know like a new city, a new town, whatever, and we hit the reset button, or you know, or not a reset button, but but time has passed, and you guys you know escaped, or do you want to just pick up where we left off? Because I'm sure there are some people that th- have been thinking about it for a year, what mm-hmm. they're going to do, what their character is going to do. I'm sure there's other people that completely forgot what happened, mm-hmm. and then there's probably a mixture in between there. So I think first of all, reach out to your players and say. Here are my two thoughts. What do you guys prefer? And then follow their suggestions. You know, majority rules or whatever it is, and decide what they want to do because it's it's for them, right? And if they say, "Yeah, we're okay going back right back into combat," then well, there you go. Sure. And if they say, "I, dude, to be completely honest, I completely forgot what my character was. I felt I've lost my character sheet. I don't even know what I had." Well, right now's a good time maybe to restart. Yeah, you, you you're in the middle of a campground. You went off running. Oh, yeah. You have nothing, right? Or whatever you've acquired in the year or however much time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Grayscale said, "I spoilers. I don't think I gave any spoilers. I can if you want, though." About Walking Dead, I mentioned the name of a city. 
and, and railroad tra- tracks. Homestead too. <laughs> Did he really? Well, I haven't given. He said the city that you were trying to. I think. Oh, terminus. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't spoiled it yet. I promise. I didn't once mention no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, catch up. I'm not even watching it anymore. Have you seen Helix? Mm. It's a sci-fi original series, but it doesn't suck. Wow. Really? No. Um, well, I don't know. Heather, I, I told Heather about it, because Heather loves disease movies, like uh, Contagion, yeah. Say, yeah. those kind of things, Outbreak, and that kind of shit, right? It owns almost every DVD of any movie that had any kind of hemorrhagic fever in it, ever. Hemorrhagic <laughs> <laughs> fever. She does. But um, I told her, uh, I told her about it because I've watched five episodes of it. Uh, it's on Netflix. The first season's on Netflix now. Mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, it's like a, this Arctic research facility where they work on infectious diseases, uh-huh. and something goes wrong, and something gets out of one of the containment areas, and they have a problem, so they call the CDC. And, you know, this team of, like, five people from the CDC show up to help them contain it and try to figure out what's, you know, what, uh-huh. how, to, how to cure it and all this stuff. And then hilarity ensues. It's the thing. I was just going to say, kind I, need of. To, I need to watch that again. Yeah. But Sci-Fi Network, wasn't that Galactica? Battlestar Galactica? Yes. Right. That didn't suck. That's one. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, and you like Caprica. Caprica was phenomenal. I, I wish two. they had not. I, I wish ah, I get it's, it's the same thing, but I, I really wish they had not canceled that series. I'm as I'm almost as mad about Caprica as I was about Firefly. And we were all late to the Firefly bandwagon too. You were on. Caprica I watched when it. Came it. Out. I watched Firefly as it was as the episodes were rolling out before Fair. Caprica I watched on Netflix after. I know that popcorn good. It's, I think it must be like garlic flavored or something. It's got like a little thing to it, doesn't it? It's, it's amazing. A little thing. Best popcorn I've ever had. Savage Online from Matthew. Is it you? Yes. Okay. Uh, hey, Jack Holes. As much as I love my groups, your constant praises has convinced me to cheat on my first love with Savage Worlds. Plug your ears, hive mind. You guys are being la la la. <laughs> You guys are being paid by Pinnacle now, right? I have purchased the Deluxe (laughs) Deluxe Explorers Edition and have read through the rules. I am planning on running a simple one-shot to test out the system with my online game group. Always a good idea. A Uh, a one-shot, good shot. Yeah. Good good idea. I've got making the PCs handled. I've got the setting in mind and an adventure outlined with several planned scenes. All that is going well. But I have a question. Initiative. I understand the initiative system well enough, but since we will only have each other's voices to interact, I'm not sure how well the cards will work. Note, I can't use Roll20 because two of the players have rather weak internets and it just doesn't work. One player can't even get it to load and the other gets constantly disconnected from it. So no virtual tabletop. Additionally, no camera, just voice chat. Should I, as the GM, use my real-world deck and let the players uh, and tell the players what they pull? That would work, but it just seems to lose something. If I do that, then, it's not the player pulling their card. It's just me telling them the order, which, while mechanically identical, just doesn't feel right, almost like rolling the dice for them. Those of you that play games online, how have you handled this? 
Are there any alternative initiative systems you've used that might work better for this kind of game? P.S. I have only nine more episodes until I've finished your backlog, and I'm still hungry. Feed me, you bastards. Feed him. <laughs> what will I listen to after I finish? <laughs> two, 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 two different movies. I never put that together before. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Are you doing hipster mustache? Do you have a face Yeah, tattoo? I'm talking to the chat room. <laughs> <laughs> Um, They're fucking with me, so I'm fucking back. There are still <laughs> Happy Jack's actual plays, but those won't last me forever. What am I going to listen to for 30 to 40 hours a week at work now? Can you all recommend other podcasts? Gaming ones are good, as are other more general geeky ones. I'm particularly interested in ones you actually listen to. I've picked up and dropped several casts simply uh, that simply weren't as good as yours. Any that come close to your magnificence? If you can't recommend any, then I'm sorry, but you're just going to have to all quit your jobs and start recording several episodes a week. It is the only way. I'm not sure my liver can survive. I'll quit my well, job. I'll start with, the, let's start with this the problem. Start with this whole podcast thing, and we'll work our way backwards. But, right. uh, yeah. Uh, I can recommend um, uh, Postcards from the Edge. Postcards from the Dungeon? Oh, sorry, Postcards from the Dungeon. <laughs> Postcards from the Edge was Carrie Fisher's movie, and as much as I like Carrie Fisher. Look. Uh, I always liked Postcards. It was a movie, too. Oh, what's the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was it had Meryl Streep in it. Meryl Streep. Um, yeah, remember her? Won a bunch of Oscars, like all of them, ever. Uh, I, I, and I also, um, Jim Ryan, does he still have a podcast? Jim Ryan, I think, occasionally still does Crucible of Realms. Okay. And Jim Ryan also is one of the people that helps out with the Numenera one called The Signal. Is that what it's called? I think you're right. Um, he's hysterical, and I've always enjoyed listening he's to him. He's very, very, very funny. Very funny man. Uh, if you can find... I think his, uh, he used to run a podcast, and I forgot the name of it. I, would, I listened to a lot, and I laughed a lot. I thought he was really, really good. I en- he's had uh, several. Yeah. Like. So, yeah, Jim Ryan, R-Y. I think if you go to that Jim, Jim Ryan... That Jim. Yeah. JimThatJim.com. Yeah. yeah. And then you find can find stuff. all of his stuff. He's he's definitely worth listening to, and you will yeah. probably drive off the road with giggle fits because he's uh, that good. I enjoy Friends of Happy Jacks. Uh, Monkey in the Cage used to be uh, Useless Drivel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fear the Boot. Uh, and highly, highly recommend uh, not a gaming podcast, but uh, a Thrilling Adventure Hour, which is a podcast podcast and it's uh currently still a live show uh that's sort of based on old time radio jib has sung the praises of that a couple of it's, times what's that called so, again uh thrilling adventure hour it's like serialized uh radio shows yeah yeah so if you go They'll to do a, the gameplay and then they break into like a radio show and then it's no it's no gameplay it's it's like a radio show like i don't know what did people used to listen to back in the other century uh, it's like got that the corny music. Or, yeah, so there's like a, right. a Western on Mars, and uh, Beyond cool. Belief is a very popular segment, which is kind of a couple based on the Thin Man that are uh, very drinky, sort of Ghostbustery occultists. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, yeah, no, it's but that's amazing. a whole, that's a whole different type of podcast. Instead of just yeah. having a bunch of drunkards talking, I mean, it's yeah. a high production value thing. Oh, it's it's amazing. What do you mean? We got a lot of fucking production value. <laughs> if you want something similar to Bruce, us. I, Fucking soundboard! If you want something similar to us, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention your book is Why Daddy Drinks. Oh, yeah, Tyler's podcast. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Uh, it, it's similar in many ways, including one of the... We share a host. But, uh, he, you know, he, he he finds the worst books ever, ever, has to read them 
<laughs> and then discuss them. And he's I a brave, do it. braver man than yeah. I. I would so, do it. If that sounds interesting to you, if you have 40 hours to fill, yeah. Um, I would I would second Fear the Boot. Uh, first off, they have, what, at this point, a seven or eight year backlog now? Yeah. yeah. And they've been doing it for a long time. Yep. Um, and they have they have a, a good little show there. Yep. <laughs> no, I think so too. Yeah, um, it's not as good as ours, but it, it's it's pretty good. Uh, the episodes the episodes without Chad are probably the one, the keepers, the ones that really listen to. I would say generally. Um, There's two with us in it, so <laughs> more than we've two. two. I think we've done three. Yeah. Oh, has it been three? Uh, you didn't. You weren't. Uh, Kimmy wasn't. Was Kimmy? Kimmy and Dave. Kimmy were, and Dave weren't yep. We gotta do that again. You guys Kimmy should. And Dave. No, uh, we need to do another cross crossover yeah. with them. I'll email Dan. They're good guys. You should. They, they are, are very good guys. They put up with a lot of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> From us. It's awful. I yes. feel last time I was on it I misbehaved. Did you we really? did we did mow their lawn. Did you though. ask them where they get their ideas? <laughs> no. Um I'm trying to think what else I listen to. Uh other podcasts that I listen to, hmm. That I would want to mention. Yeah, I was going to say. People love themselves from Night Vale, too. That's Don't, a Nerdist. No, familiar, Night Vale? Yeah. Uh, Postcards from the Dungeon is done. They have yes. stopped They've stopped producing episodes. Sad. Last month, I think, was the last episode. <coughs> um, a very good show, though. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another show I used to love to listen to, and they I don't even know if they produce anything anymore. God, what was the name of it? Ah, oh, I can think of it. Shit. It's the it's the show that convinced me to to buy L five R. Fuck. Well, while you talk about that, I'll, I'll mention that there's a really really popular podcast out there called Keith and the Girl, and it's been going on for a long time, and it's really become more of a sort of a radio show. They they're on every day, and they just they palaver and talk and stuff, and it's it's they've made uh, actual mainstream news and stuff, but it, it's a. Uh, it's kind of it, that because they do it every day. It's the kind of thing that you have to kind of tune into every day to really get caught up on. It's not just sort of a, you know, it's a, it's it really is. It's like a two or three hour radio show where you you get involved in the hosting, get involved in the topics, and get to know them, and then then you get hooked. So, but it, a lot of people really like them, and what I've heard from them, they're very smart, very intelligent people. But it is, it's just sort of a, a radio talk show, uh, and it's similar to us. I don't think they drink or swear nearly as much, but. Uh, <laughs> That's just me. I can't remember the name of the goddamn show. Oh, uh, what's the one that um, Paul, Paul does? Paul, 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 Phil, Phil. I keep calling him Paul. Phil Beckion. Uh, shit. What's the name of that oh. show? Misdirected Mark. Yeah. yeah. Idle they, Red Hands. And they have Idle Red Hands. Yep. And oh, listen to that. Any other like geeky nerd? You know, actually, if you go to if you go to Happy Jacks, if you go to actual, actual, there's a whole RSS feed in our friends and stuff that's down there on the side. It's not there anymore. I just looked. I was looking for the one. I can't remember. No, no, that that shit's gone. (laughs) I don't know what happened to it. I thought I had it, but it it ain't there. I I had to remake the web page a couple years ago, and it probably died when I did that. Uh. I like listening to Kicked in the Dice Bags once in a while. If you like uh, gaming shows that don't talk much about gaming, a lot like this one, <laughs> I think they're a little worse than we are. Oh, okay. Although I haven't, I haven't listened in 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 several months, so I don't know. I mean, it changes. Um, I think what else? Hmm. That's that's quite a lot to choose from. It's, it's plenty. That's enough. Yeah. 
The show I listen to most often is No Agenda, which is uh, Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. Mm-hmm. That comes out twice a week. It comes out on Sundays and it comes out on Thursdays. But that's kind of like more of like a political news um, conspiracy batshit crazy thing more than anything else. It's John C. Dvorak. He's really smart. I don't know how much of that he believes, but it's pretty. Well, he's not. He's not the crackpot. No, <laughs> Adam Curry's the crackpot. Um, but isn't it fun? I I, I, <laughs> I can't miss it. It's one of those shows that you kind of have to listen to for a while to get all the in jokes. That's what I'm saying. Too. And once yeah. you once you get to the point where you start to get them, suddenly then it becomes very funny. Well, this guy's got. He says thirty or forty hours a week he needs to fill. So and and they're they're good for five hours a week. Easy. Because they do, they do it twice, and they're at least two hours. And so if you start investing in that kind of stuff, yeah, you, there's plenty to choose from out there. And it, yeah, if you don't have a libertarian bent, you probably won't like No Agenda. Well, but that's if, where you know what? But nothing else, aimed. it's a great source of great gaming it ideas. Because they come up with... Adam Curry comes up with some batshit crazy stuff. Yeah. The theories about... What's really going on? I'm pretty sure our moment of truth <laughs> game is all based on the stuff that you glean. You know from what? That. A lot of it is. <laughs> a lot of it is. Like um, those unmarked white buses that drive around LA. What's up with those? I, I know. Who knows? Who, I don't know. And every time they drive by a depot, it says not in service, and then it turns off again. Who's in those bu- Who's driving those buses? What are they building in there? What's, what is he doing in there? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, who's next? They go. No, no, he had another question besides podcast. Oh, sorry. Oh, he had a yeah. real question. <laughs> Shit. It was the deck of cards. I turned the cards. page. Oh, the deck what of cards. What to do about the deck of cards. Fuck it. Just, oh, yeah. Just take the deck of cards yourself and just tell everyone what their number is. Yeah. And, and just do it that way. I mean... Yep. If you can't... You, Roll20 has a deck of cards in it now, doesn't it? I don't know if it does, but there are card deck roller things. But, but, his, but his problem is that not everybody has there, the internet some connection. Some of the computers overwhelmed. Yeah. Right. So I would just do it yourself. No, I, I agree. I would just do it yourself. It's it's a bummer because you lose that's kind of that fun card element. But you know what can you do? Uh, except apparently, uh, a, I don't know. First edition Savage Worlds uh, was a D twenty a D twelve for initiative. Don't know. Yeah. Don't know. So there was something back in the day though that was not card related. I do um, believe there is an alternate initiative. initiative. Yeah. I think it's even in deluxe. If you look, there might be a sidebar that says you don't have to use cards, you can do this instead. Uh yeah, double check the deluxe rules and if it if it there is a dice roll, you could implement it. I don't think it's gonna break the game at all. The cards are fun because yeah. it it's it's a really neat way of making mm-hmm. it random, but it's not a game breaker if you just want to roll dice or even a marching order. If it becomes that simple. Savage Worlds is flexible enough that that will not destroy you the game. Not at all. Yeah, totally agree. There's only, there's certain feats you're going to need to sh- get people to shy yeah, away from. Yeah, like, yeah. They're specifically based on, oh, you get two cards and you take the right. higher. Uh-huh. I don't and remember a, what they are. And there's yeah. some, yeah, there's some feats that involve, like, if you get a Joker, then you get this. And, and since you're not going to Well, gonna if you get a Joker, card, that some The you, plus two. Right. right. But yeah, there's there's something that you get to take the better of two cards. There's something else yeah. where it's like you don't have to take any any time a card is I don't know like a five or lower. That's, you can keep drawing. That's until a very you good point. So I, I I had forgotten about that. Yeah, you just got to make sure that people don't take those those feats if or you're going to do something. And else. if those feats are there, that they get honored in a different way. Edges. Sorry. Yeah. Edges. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm reading the D and D fifth edition. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Sorry. So uh, let's see who's. I think it's back to Stu. Divergent Excellent. PCs. Ben from Texas. What, what the, where the fuck am I? Uh, you forgot to turn oh, the page. Douche people. Oh, no, I turned too many. 
I know, I get confused when I it's did. on I two sides. Can you grab me a beer out of there, please? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Divergent PC actions from Ben in Texas. Dear douche people. <laughs> this is Ben from Texas. This is very nice. <laughs> Uh, I started listening to your podcast after the cross-pollination, oh my, episodes <laughs> with Fear the Boot, which were tons of fun, by the way. I've been keeping up with your podcast ever since, and I've been devouring your backlog with a vengeance. Mm. Uh, take a drink for me. Shit. Yeah. It's I gotta, just empty. I gotta get one now. Fuck. All right. <clears throat> I'm writing in for the first time with a question. Some background is required. But I'll keep it brief. I'm in a game of Dungeon World. Oh, next email. Okay. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm in a game of Dungeon World that I was playing, because we know a lot about Dungeon World. Absolutely. Stork and I especially are experts. I have heard so much about it. It's a good thing you're on. We'll tell you all about it. I'll I'll tell you what we've heard about it. Uh, With some old friends, the group had to make a decision that the player characters disagreed on. We had just finished beating back a host of monsters that had invaded our stronghold with a dimensional rift between beneath the mountain. In my character's viewpoint, the open rift was our first opportunity to strike back at our otherworldly enemies where they lived and damn the danger. He was doing a Tony Stark, man, just flying into that rift with a nuclear missile on his back. Yeah. Or, or if you've ever seen um, Battlefield Earth. Okay. John Travolta in Dreadlocks. Which I don't suggest. No. Okay. Uh, But the main character in that, they like, yeah. Unless you're Psy-Ty curious. Spoilers. Um, Damn the danger. The other characters were all a bit more self-interested, or at least not so motivated by glory. That was capitalized, by the way, glory. So they were reluctant to enter the rift. Most I'm people, sure that's why the GM put it there. Most people are reluctant to enter rifts. It's just sort of like there's a big glowing rift there that you have well, no idea what's uh, yeah, on the other well, side. Well, the rules are very inconsistent and poorly written. <laughs> oh, I, I'm sorry. I, was <laughs> I, was just, I, see, I was going to say, terribly look what happened to Sirius Black. You know, he has a big rift. He walked in. Well, look what happened. He just that, gone. Are you serious? I'm, I'm black. <laughs> I'm proud. <laughs> I thought... I'd put an end to the discussion about how to proceed, which was dragging on and making the moment less dramatic. By charging recklessly through the rift, expecting the PCs to follow. Oh, there's a mistake there. Uh, the other PCs followed reluctantly to keep the party together. You're lucky. Yep. However, one player made it clear to the rest of us that she wasn't. She was having to break character to do so. No one got upset. But the player who objected was clearly unhappy with the way things played out. Charging through the portal was perfectly in character with my headstrong dwarf, but exactly the opposite of what the self-interested thief would do. Saving the world was apparently not sufficient motivation for the thief, and heroism or self-sacrifice were against his nature. I think the GM clearly intended for the adventure to go in that direction. We could always ask him. Um, but that really doesn't matter. No, I it doesn't. I think that's not relevant. Um, so the question is, have you been in this situation like this before, and what do you think is the best way to handle it? Was I at fault for effectively making the decision for the entire party despite objections? I don't know if you did. Uh, should the thief player have made some change to her character's motivation uh, for the sake of the game 
going more smoothly. Thanks again for many hours of entertainment. Sincerely, Ben from Texas. P.S. I think I'm supposed to have at least one of these. P.P.S. Take a drink, and I'll open this one now. So I'm, I'd like to say, oh, well, you missed the opportunity to split the party, but what what we did... A different dimension. On a ship, <laughs> right. It's completely different than... Yeah, they may not, in fact, ever see each other again. We're going to go to different universes. <laughs> you just wait here. Right. Yeah. Uh, did you... Charging through... Let's see, okay, well... Who made the dick move? I don't think there is one. I don't think there is one either. The, the DM dropped this opportunity in front of the player characters, and people made decisions. Uh, I think the dick move is that somebody agreed to go in and then whinged about it. Well, no, I don't know. There were, there were, some of them were reluctant from the beginning. Yes, but they did it anyway, and then complained about it. I think that's kind of a sad thing. It's like, if you made the decision to go about it, I mean, maybe you just say, guys, this guy early against my character, and I'm doing this to keep the party together, just so you all know. But I, I think if they're going to harp on it, that's kind of a sucky thing. Well, I don't know if they harped on it, but well, they... they, they it sounds like It sounds like they expressed their dissatisfaction with how, how it panned out. I don't... Jumping through it, uh, you are making the decision for everyone else. Yeah. Unless someone is going to retire a character. Because what yeah. you're doing is you're saying, I'm going through this, and you guys are going to follow me, and if one of you decides not to follow me, guess who's going to make a new character? That's well, what you were saying. It's the whole Schrodinger's cat thing. I mean, you've n- you've just now opened the box, and now there's no going back. The cat's either alive or dead. You've just gone through the rift. What? Something. Well, you, you once you go through that rift, <laughs> the unknown is now known. Something is now wow. going to happen, and the person that is on that rift is now going to experience it, right? And you have now if forced no, a series. If no one else follows him, he could just be it dead. It could have been the sphere of annihilation. Right, he could be Sirius Black, uh-huh. just fell right in through those... You don't know. You just don't know. The thing is, if everyone is trying to be true to their character, and as I said earlier, I I really try to respect that as a GM. Someone in that situation, either someone makes a metagame decision, I'll keep the party together and go through this, even though it's fucking what my character wouldn't do, or I'm going to jump through it because it is what my character wouldn't do, and I'm curious or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's still, you've got both situations. You've got two people who are saying the exact same thing, which a lot of people consider a cop out, which is I'm just playing my character, mm-hmm. right? Right? Mm-hmm. I I don't ha- I don't have a problem with people doing that. Yeah. A lot of people do. I'm not one of them. So you've got a conflict there, and. What needs to happen, I think, in that kind of a situation, is the character sheets need to get pushed into the middle of the table, and the players need to sit and talk about it. Okay, this is a situation where we're going to split the party, maybe permanently, and someone might end up turning in a character sheet and have to make a new character. Right. Yeah. Do I just take it upon myself to make that decision for the reluctant thief? Fuck you, you're going to be the one that turns your character sheet in. I'm not going to do it. I'm going through the portal. Or... So, so I think at that point, when that when you get to that kind of decision where you're talking about people giving up their characters, which if, if the if the thief had held true to, to her beliefs, that's what she would have had to do, right? I think you push the character sheet aside and everyone as players, as people, need to sit and talk. Okay, here we're in a situation where our characters, and you need to keep emotion yeah. out of it. You really, need, you really need to keep emotion out of it. You have to sit down and say, okay... Here's where our characters are now. We're at a point where we're going to split, maybe permanently. How do we? What's the fairest way to decide this? 
Because let instead of me just forcing the issue on you or you forcing it on me by inaction, let's sit down and let's figure out if there is a way for us to do this that makes all of us satisfied with the results and, and not someone being a dick. Because I think it's kind of a dick move. I think. It's... If this had just been running down a corridor or entering a house or something, it would be completely different. But this totally is, different. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Com- this is a completely different jump of realms, worlds, or whatever. This I mean, is a, a, a potential permanent party split. A, and a permanent game change, too. I mean, yeah. you could have two people different in, in two different time zones or two, even two different worlds. So it's it's more than just you know going into the house by yourself you know while the while the rest of the party stays outside that it, it it's a it is it doesn't it needs to be discussed yes i i think he's saying though it was being discussed and he felt like his character would really make this move and that it was kind of ruining he felt like the dramatic momentum for him well, yeah, that they weren't getting to a decision so he wanted to play his role. He just says, I thought I put an end to the discussion about how to proceed, which was dragging on and making the moment less dramatic by charging recklessly through the rift. Right. So they were all discussing like whether they should do this, whether right. you know, what do we want to enter, do we not? And he was like, Fuck it you know, and he, and, and he basically did <laughs> Leroy Jenkins and right. went right into the rift. Yeah. Sure. And everyone else was reluctant to do it. Right. They did they either their there it was against what their character thinks or they thought it was the wrong move. Right. All kinds of different reasons. Or they're in the middle of working that out. Right. Well, and I think at that point, though, if the if the portal closes and he's in some other plane and the character. rest of it, he's the one that should make them a new character. Right. GM, if that was the plot hook, too bad. You know, because if three people stayed behind and one went forward and it, they were going to be, you know, irrevocably, you know, Separated. parted. Right. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah, I don't know. I think I the way to have handled that is to sit down and have a discussion as players and say, what direction, and the GM can be part of that too. The GM mm-hmm. might say, all the game prep I have is on the other side of that rift. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm assuming you guys will go. It's a little metagamey, but sometimes you need to do that. It's like you need to assuage your characters. Like, guys, rather, listen. Rather than having people get pissed off. Right. Basically, These forcing your, your hand and saying, yeah. I, I don't get to play my character this time. I have to, like, suspend all of mm-hmm. that and, and, and shatter that immersion because I have to make now make a metagame decision that I don't like making. Right. Right. Do, do you say that because of what you perceive as the severity of this portal and being in another that's exactly room. why yeah okay. i mean yeah because otherwise no if it's happens, we need to go down the, yeah the a street or b street fuck that whatever yeah. you're all still <laughs> in the same city that's not a up. potentially permanent party split and who knows gotcha. maybe maybe the gm d- didn't plan for it to be a par- permanent split maybe maybe that rift takes them you know three blocks away yeah mm-hmm but the players don't know that. I mean, it, it, it's obviously they were in the middle of a big discussion about what it is they're going to do when the other guy Leroy Jenkins did do it. But how do you how do you resolve that? I, I, yeah, you're right. Everything needs to go on hold. And you have to discuss it. Oh, and G- Low Kehoe said, "No, no, no! Never tell the players where the where your game prep is yeah. because they'll turn around and walk to, walk away." That's, this is true. true. <laughs> but I'm, what, what I'm whatever what I'm, you do, don't go into the rift because I haven't planned anything. Poof, off they go. <laughs> But I mean, you can't. 
I don't know. I, I, as a player, I, I understand when we're playing our characters, and I think the characters should do what the players should have their characters do what is true to their characters always. And I and I and I absolutely respect that. But I think as a group of people sitting around the table trying to have fun together. I think it's perfectly acceptable to say, "Hey, my character is going to jump through that rift." Yeah, one way or another. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a I, dick, but that's what my character would do. Okay, my character absolutely wouldn't do that. Yeah. Okay, where are we as people? Because we're in a situation now where, like, one of you is going to turn a character sheet in and make a new character. Yeah, which the, one of you is cool with doing and, that? And they were in the middle of role playing that out instead exactly. of actually just discussing it. Um, right. Man, I'm, I don't know. I'm of two minds about this because I get it. They're in the moment. They're discussing this. So you're the guy that on. jumps through the thing. I well, am too. Yeah. Half the time. And right. or not. Or I'm yeah. the one that's like, no, my character absolutely wouldn't. I'm No, sure. I'm not going through that rift. I have no survival skills. Why would I do that? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Absolutely, <laughs> you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, and this is where you use social combat skills against each other. <laughs> and then we have that conversation. We have that conversation. Again, I think right? once, once like, I, again, once all this happened, I, I think there has to be a pause in the game. Everybody goes, all right, guys, wait. This is just, all right, this just happened. You just jumped through the rift, and I'm on this side. All right, we need to discuss this right now. Let's take a pause, because I, we're, some of these making new characters. And that's a, that's a big change in the game, right? Yeah. You, don't, you don't think the, the person that... that you know, the our letter writer knew that he's potentially that's it for his character. I, I don't nope. know if, if they don't, or do you I think, think so. he? Thought I don't know if that was discussed. For, forcing the it, issue, with it clearly wasn't. Yeah, discussed. True. It wasn't. I mean, he may, what he thinks it's impossible to know. My guess is, is he figured they would follow him. He says so as much. So I, I don't maybe know. one wouldn't. I don't. I, 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 I hate, don't think I that's hate breaking right up a though. game with discussion and stuff, but like if you've just put a, a crossroads in the middle of a game that is very important, and that it might actually involve a little bit of actually pulling yourself out of the game. Everybody has to have a little discussion as players, and that happens sometimes, um, it, and it, it's okay. But I I just don't uh, I just don't think you should. Um, uh, it, this could get ugly. This could actually like in, like ruin friendships. Sure, <laughs> if you're not careful. I have mine. Game prep is holding you back, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the character sheets are holding you back. <laughs> That's the most wishy-washy that answer we've ever it. given. We're all like, man, That's I don't know. Well, I don't think it was wishy-washy. I, I, I think it was kind of a dick move. Yeah. I, see, I don't know. What, what was I, a dick not, move? Jumping I'm not the seeing that he's compelling them to go with him. I don't think it was a dick move, but I think it was... Okay, specifically, jumping through the portal was a dick move, or putting the portal in the, there in the first place? No, putting the portal there in the first place is fine. You want to have you, you, the GM wants to have a, 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 a dramatic transition in the game. That's his, that's his purview. But if if you're sitting there, I don't think it was a dick move per se. I think that was the wrong way to handle the situation. Mm. Your character is okay. going to jump through the portal. Okay, yes, your character is okay. going to jump through the portal. What is everyone else going to do? Let's sit and talk about the fact that we're going to dramatically change the game here in gotcha. a minute. And there are people who don't want to follow me. How do we want to handle the situation? Yeah. Do we want to try to split the party? GM, are you okay with running two games a week? That's going to now happen. Or, or are we going to follow one group of people and the other people make new characters? Who's more okay with making new characters? Are people right. going to be pissed off if they got a character they really like and now they have to throw them away because 
Dick Brain decided to jump through a portal. Right. As a GM, sometimes you put these things in here thinking, who's oh, more invested in their character? You know, you got two people who feel strongly about it who yeah. saying, my character would never do this. Right. My character would always do this. Yeah. Let's sit down as reasonable people and just say, is there a way we can hash this out? A, so we can stay together. And if we can't, who's going to be the one to bite the bullet and make the new character? I. Yep. Th- that's what I... That, I think, is a better way to handle that If situation. he would have been more declarative rather than just going, I do this thing. Right. Yep. I hear that. Yeah. Push character to you decide yeah. and say, okay, my character's going to jump through the portal. Yeah. So what are you all going to do? Right. Yeah. First time email from John. Dear Happy Jackers, this is my first time writing in, and I've been enjoying the show for several months now. As a veteran con GM, I find your advice to be very informed and usually right on. And I like that you reference a wide variety of games, GURPS aside. Oh! What the fuck is that? <laughs> I thought you were reaching for the soundboard there for something. I was. I don't know what I was going to hit. <laughs> there you go. All right. Years ago, I was running a game of Champions, 5th edition, at a convention. What? You play Champions and you're, like, fucking with GURPS? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> easy. Easy there. Easy there, GURPS boy. Calm down. It's all good. I started the game off by having the characters fight a group of fish people who were plotting to destroy the surface dwellers. Very standard Silver Age comics type trope and very comic book way to begin a story. The players defeated and even murdered quite a few of these fish people. Then they took them back to their base and went out of their way to study them, tag one of them, and release them back into the wild. They tracked the movements of these fish folk <laughs> Clip back, those little fishy ears. back to somewhere in Antarctica and proceeded to head out there to fight the fish people kingdom, ignoring their danger computer, telling them about the local crimes being committed. The players all had fun and thoroughly enjoyed the game, as did I. Here's the kick. The fish people were not the main point of the game. To this day, I don't remember what the original plot was supposed to be, (laughs) but fishy folk, it was not. To this day, when I have a game where the players get obsessively distracted to the degree of something minor and unimportant, I just say... It is the fish people all over again. <laughs> and roll with no. it. It's still a lot of fun, and I'm usually laughing my ass off the entire time. I haven't listened up to your entire back, back catalog yet, but have any of you checked out Cobalt's Ate My Baby by Ninth Level Games? No. It's very mm-hmm. tongue-in-cheek and works great for a con or pickup game. The rules are based on the beer and pretzels engine, so take that as you will. It's fast and easy to pick up and really pops when you have a GM who thinks and reacts fast on his feet and has a great sense of humor. I, I think that Gary Mack, who runs the world's greatest tune games ever, would be the perfect GM for this kind of thing. Sure. Gary Mack, I've heard, absolutely just rolls with it and just and it builds on it. He's a great GM that way. Oh, he's a local guy. I didn't see him at the last couple of cons. Gina, you're, you're, is, you're hip on these local? things. Is he, he local? I, you know, I don't know if he's local, but he used to be at every single. And con. I haven't seen him. In, I don't know. We'll have to, I haven't either. Any, any but local people track down track down Gary Mack and find out what he's doing because I want to play more. Maybe games. he's staying away from the Paris Hilton. Yeah, that's only been two cons though. It's been about that long, mm-hmm. I think. Oh, has it really? Yeah. Hmm? Anyway, on the flip side, maybe the, he's in the part of the hotel that has air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe he's in the maybe bar the entire time. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's where they put be. the star GMs. Maybe he's at the other hotel still going, where did the con go? <laughs> <laughs> the bar's open at least. Yeah. yeah. 
On the flip side of the Fishman coin, I've been running Pathfinder Society games for a few years now since that's what the kids want to play and allows me to trick them into other games. Don't judge me. <laughs> and there's <laughs> absolutely fine. nothing to keep players from obsessively veering off the rails. Why hero, though? I found it sometimes <laughs> necessary to leave certain details out, make train noises, or flat out say, that's ah, not uh, in the scope of the scenario. My new thing is to say, it seems to be, it seems uh, to resemble a large red fish of some sort. <laughs> See, that's what the GM should have done with this little portal thing. It's like, all right, so what are we going to do? Uh, I don't know. It seems to resemble a large red fish. Yeah. Yes. I do have a gaming horror story about 20-plus player oh. game of D- D3.5. <laughs> I had to misfortune to being tricked into playing. I'll save that for later. 20-plus d and key party. Wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> wow, Tina. Well, that's the only way. Why would you ever subject yourself to, to 20 that plus otherwise? Player. I think the most most players I had in a game was a... It had to be the Cyberpunk GURPS game. And I think it had 18 or 17. What? Yeah, it was fucking doing? ridiculous. Were I don't there know. girls there? A few. Okay. There were a few. And it was not two, enough for a car key party, two though. Two GMs. So, so yeah. a bunch of fat beards are going home oh, together. No. <laughs> two GMs, one mic. What the heck? Really? No. Yeah, uh, we had two awesome, GMs, though. Yeah. That should be your your splinter cast. Two GMs, one mic. Oh. There already is a podcast called Two GMs, One really? Mic. Really? Yeah. I'm going to check that out now, because yeah. that's a good name. <laughs> Anyway, just, back to the, back to the email. Time. Let's see here. So I was tricked into playing. I'll save that for a later time. Shit, I forgot to ask a question. Um, How you doing? <laughs> Stu, you want to answer that? I'm fine. Thank okay, you. Gina? I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm beat Thanks. up. I'm, I'm having to work again. I'm doing 10-hour days. I'm absolutely... Yeah. My, my I think my hips are going. Are they? It's like it just—it's on my feet all day long. It's Did you like, fall and can't get up? No, I just—it's starting to do that old man waddle, like going downstairs and things. I'm like, ah, especially if I've been sitting for too long. I've—I've I've started weightlifting and and aerobic exercise every day, and I'm ten pounds away from my lowest post-college weight. I was gonna say. No. Jesus, I'm, a, I'm about awesome. ten pounds ten pounds away from. And the you got least. You, I, look at those guns, man! I, 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 I'm yeah, I'm weightlifting twice a day. Somebody call a vet because those <laughs> pythons are sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm working on my beach muscles. Yeah, you yeah. are nice. I'm so distracted now. I don't even know how to finish this. Oh, this is oh, okay. Reach for this. Remember not to piss you off. <laughs> You'll hit me so hard, you'll kill my entire family. <laughs> so here, drink, drink, and when in doubt, drink some more. John Cobalt Dude. Cobalt Dude. All right. Cobalt Dude. Is it back to me? Yep. Gaming Horror Story from David. Your favorite. <laughs> horror Story. Hey, guys. And hey guys. or gals. Dave from Michigan here with another gaming horror story. Another? I guess we must have read one of his other ones. It's college junior year. <laughs> oh. The campaign is a house-ruled burning wheel. As, oh yeah, let's get a game system that actually talks down to you as you're uh, reading the rules. As Burning Wheel has the Battle of Wits system and a social combat mechanic, I have chosen to play. You know what a social combat mechanic is, don't you? And that's what it says. And yeah, because it talks down to you. Oh right, idiot! I'm going to tell you what one is. Yeah. <laughs> and here's why you should use it in I'm all these situations. Crane. 
Yeah, it's not. It, it, it's not written that like. It really it's isn't not. written like. It's not that. quite that bad. It is a little preachy though. Uh, I have chosen to play not a halfling. Like- Huh? Not like uh, you can't have meaningful gameplay without accurate time don't, record don't, keeping. Don't smack on high. Don't action. you be taking down the guy gags there? <laughs> wow, <laughs> the fat beard of all fat beards. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I have chosen to play a halfling character. <laughs> you get a tear in my eye. <laughs> with a focus on social skills. <laughs> a halfling character with a focus on social skills. All right, let's picture that for a moment. <laughs> I'm just saying, okay. One cannot have a meaningful <laughs> campaign. <laughs> it really is. It's the height of pretension. It sure is. Uh, and, and that's, I wonder, is, is there a Gygax school of English? I wonder if that's where Luke Crane went. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. After many like sessions. Hogwarts for gamers. Yes. Game designers. <laughs> <laughs> After many game sessions, we finally... We finally came to the point where I get to I finally come to the point where I get. I was trying to edit on the fly and I was wrong. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> where I get to put my social skills to use. His halfling. The session ends with us awaiting a dragon's return to town so we can argue him out of kidnapping any more villagers. I finally get to have a, my battle of wits. And with a dragon! Right, because there is a mechanic for it. Right. Yay, you get to yeah. use it. Can I just say that I'm kind of like philosophically against the concept of social combat? Yes, you've said it. We, we know. We know where you stand on this. Uh, I excitedly talk about it all week leading up to the next game. Wah, wah. Uh-huh. Game day comes around. I show up excited to finish, to finally do what my character was built to do. The GM tells us he's changed the Battle of Wits rules to allow multiple characters to take part. I see no problem with this. You optimist, you. Uh-huh. If it was a car key party, we could call it the Battle of Tits. It might actually be really fun. <laughs> Clink. Uh, Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> then we begin. It's a mess as every player tries to get in what they're trying to say and as the GM allows the dragon to simultaneously speak to each of us. Oh, no. Maybe it had more than one head. Or it was just telepathic. It was like Tiamat with a bunch of... Tiamat don't have a bunch of heads? Yes. Okay. Right. It's, it's not... <laughs> tel- like, like uh, what's King it? Ghidra. Monster X? Monster X, yeah. With a three-headed... King Ghidra. It was Ghidra. Isn't it a Monster it X? Yeah. But it, it, it was called a Monster X, but it was Ghidra, yeah. Well, the three-headed dragon. She knows. Yeah. So it's like shot one, lightning. One's like, one generic, one's like the generic name, and one is like the brand yes. name. Okay. Well, when it was, I, I believe it's like ibuprofen or Advil. I believe that when the Americans <laughs> took the took these Japanese rubber monster movies and translated them, they they didn't know how to translate the Hydra. The, so they called it the Monster door. X. Is there is there a Monster X like remake? No. When when. When because these things were shot in Japanese and and they were yeah that's why the mouth <laughs> never really? liked I thought it was just a bad no. copy. No. <laughs> Seriously, I was blaming Netflix. <laughs> so there is no American word for Gehedra, so they call it Monster X. Like Gojira is Godzilla. Mothra is easier to understand, but Gehedra, yeah, we just didn't get it. All right, yeah. I could be wrong. I often am. Uh, then we begin. It's a mess. Every player yeah. tries to talk. The monster simultaneously speaks to each of us. Even within his heavily modified rules, the GM cheats. Oh, my God. The dragon makes a dismissal against you this round, so he doesn't get to defend against 
you next round. Does anyone kind of start to understand why I have a problem with the concept yeah. of social combat now? Are you, are you, are you these, com- these combinations yeah. of words? Are they okay? Yeah. <laughs> dismissal next round. I make it. I make a dismissal, making some good point or other, lost to the sands of time. He defends with, you said he couldn't defend. Oh, he's not defending against Alex's character this round, so he's using the defense against you instead. Sigh. (sighs) So he had a saved up dismissal (laughs) from somebody else he's simultaneously talking to. I mean, defend from somebody else he was simultaneously talking to in his head. Yeah, Luke Crane really understands role playing. Uh, At the end. Uh, you want to email stork at uh, happyjacks.org <laughs> at the end the dragon easily crushes us and carries off me in of his course. mouth as the most recent victim the GM cheerfully confesses that he had given the dragon enough will that there was zero chance of us ever succeeding that's so funny that's just <laughs> ha ha I know. GM you won again oh. yeah. well played yeah. sir yes right. well played really right. glad we gave up an entire weekend <laughs> so that you could prove how awesome you are <laughs> once more fooled us again you should write your own role playing game yeah uh, that was the first and last time we ever had a social combat in that campaign you know what I, I would get up and go take a crap in his shower and not tell him. <laughs> and then he can get in there in the morning and go, oh, I love doing that. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. At parties especially. At parties. It's awesome. <laughs> Somebody's going to be all hungover and go in there. Or even better yet, if it's a car key party, someone's going to go in there and start and they, they, right in the, right in the right, fishbowl. Standing right in it. <laughs> That'll learn them. Oh, I thought you were t- taking crap in the fishbowl world of car keys. Oh. <laughs> Dude. That actually kind of ruins the night, I found. <laughs> oh, I, I, don't know, I, I, I don't know if I could squat over a fishbowl and actually make it... You put know. it on the ground. <laughs> oh, well, I'm a, I'm a fairly large guy. I'm not sure my aim is that accurate. I think... When you get it, kind of hunker down. Dude, my legs are... They'll get right out. Cushion. I did tell you about my hip problems. Cushions on each side. This it, is getting it, complicated. It, it totally works. <laughs> And if you want, go into the bathroom and lift the lid and put the fishbowl in the toilet. <laughs> Do your business. <laughs> Take it out and go put it back next to the front door. No it's one will big ever big notice. No. No, they're all, they're all busy fucking each other's wives. Of course they won't notice. Uh, see, see what you did. <laughs> you had to bring up the fucking and we ran with it. <laughs> Uh, and I'm sorry, David, for what I've just done to your email. Yeah. Um, uh, if, it's uh, my fault. I that was the myself. first and last time we ever had a social combat in that campaign. If you can even call that farce a social, social combat. My character never got to actually use the social rules around which I had built him all campaign long. It haunts me to this day. Insert appropriate dramatic That's soundboard sad. music. <laughs> no, that wasn't the one. <laughs> I should really have my glasses on when I yeah, do that. Uh, yeah. That's not going to help. I got... What, what do I got? What's this? Exterminate. That's pretty good. Oh, exterminate? Exterminate! I like that one. Coordinate! <laughs> unsubstantiate! Invertebrate! Hashtag Gamergate! Stork's hair is great! <laughs> <laughs> they are some of my favorite. The, they are very good. I, I think know you, just, they have, you did every button on the soundboard right then, didn't you? No. You, they have, uh, we uh, heard Charles Nelson earlier. Interpolate! I didn't do that one. You have extrapolate? <laughs> no. Interpolate. 
sodium carbonate. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. It's been on there the whole time, but I didn't. I just now recognize. <laughs> I have the Arm and Hammer logo there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sodium carbonate. <laughs> I can't, I think that's the first time I've pressed that one. That's funny. Um, my character never got to actually use the social social rules around which I had built him all campaign long. It haunts me to this day in certain programs. Eagerly wait your next episode, David. Thank you. It, it is it is unfortunate if the GM, if you have built a character for a specific thing and the GM never honors that. You know? Well, I mean, uh, when when. When when Dan from Fear the Boot was on the show and he was talking about the he he mentioned we had a similar email to this and he mentioned the fact that they had the group template thing yeah and I think it's important for the players to know <coughs> what they're getting into before they build their characters what kind of adventure the GM has in mind or the GM needs to look at the characters and build the the adventure. To those characters, I one just, way or the other. You I know? just had this conversation with my daughter, who <coughs> is back from college today. So it's, well, stuff happens. She's just down this weekend. Anyway, she's part of the role-playing group, so they've charged her with, or she has to come up with a new character. So she wanted to play a half-elf ranger, which brought a mm-hmm. tear to my eye. So just, just, you know, Not an anti-paladin? Apple didn't fall too far from the tree there. If it was but, an anti-paladin, you probably would have fallen on the ground with <laughs> But... Long story short, I ended up discussing over there. It's like, be careful, because if you build a ranger who's all, you know, sneaky and tracky yep. and bowy shooty, and you end up in a dungeon, uh, you're not going to be able to do anything. Yep. So, uh, I said, just be really clear about what, or just understand what it is you're getting yourself into. So. Yeah. And, and it doesn't seem like it's, it's like, when, you, when you're when you talking to the GM, and, and in fact, one of your <coughs> questions is... What is this game? What can I do? What what should be my role in this? Because you want to find out what you want to build. Because sure. you don't you don't want to build a ranger if you're going to be walking around in the urban jungle all day long, right? right. You know, you you want to be effectual. You want to have fun, and you want everybody else to have fun. It's no fun for anybody if the character you've made, cool as it is, is ineffectual for what or their it game is. Is a fish out of water the whole fucking the time. whole fucking time, right? Yeah. I mean, I can see if you start in it in inner city game and then you, you build a character who's a, the ranger but at some point you get chased out of the city and now suddenly you're in the forest now you suddenly now get a you chance got something to, to shine, shine right? right and I mean depending on the game I mean there, even if you do are playing a ranger in the city there are you probably still have a bow you or and you can track and them you know. shoot just as well in cities as they yes, do in the, yes I they mean, do they don't shoot very well in dungeons though you know some marching orders and well, small corridors and there's problems with that yeah it Anyway, that's it's important to have that discussion when you get up. It, but it does suck. I, we've all, I think, been there. We are like, but I have this great character concept. It, it, you know, what you're kind of in trouble. It's a, just show up with a character, and we'll make a you know the game will go. And you're like, I hate that. You know, what is what type of game are you running? I need a clue. Let me know what to build. Right. I really just don't say. Oh no, just roll up whatever you want. Like that's always sort of sends off warning bells with me. I'm like, whatever I want, huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. Because then I'm just going to hedge my bets and make a jack of all trades and screw people up or anything. Because I, I don't want to end up being a super specialist that is then in, ineffectual. Absolutely, yeah. Well, there it is. Storks full of hate! <laughs> Did somebody put that in there? Something like that. I just saw it. Oh, no. Stork okay. rolls for shade. Yeah, oh, there it is. <laughs> they said shit, but I'll, I'll change it. All right, should we call it? That would be funny. 125 minutes, two hours. All Thanks. right. And that was only six pages of emails. It was a little light. We did talk. We did. We had a if good you'd chat. Like, 
Yeah. If you'd like to email us, let me check the thing real quick to see if there's any pertinent crap there at the thing. Uh, no, there isn't. No, no one else put any Q&As up. All right, too late. All right. Uh, we won't be doing a show next week. Right. It's uh, the Holidays. after after the Thanksgiving party. Thanks. And la- so we did that last year, and it killed the party. Yes, yeah, so don't yeah. hang out and waiting for us to show, because it's just, yeah. It I'll, put a, I'll put a notice, so hopefully you, you, you people will see it. So you'll know not to, because I read yeah. the hurtful things you said about me two weeks ago when I went off on my, on my Walden experience and out into the middle of nowhere. <laughs> That's so interesting. You're a bunch of fuckers. Walden experience. <laughs> yeah, I didn't write anything. I was in a book. <laughs> you were off trying to write Two Roads Divergent in Yellowwood. I know it's Frost. I know. I get it. And in, in oh, I tried writing a song. I'm like, fuck this. I just read Starship Troopers all the time. Yeah. That's awesome. And and cowered in the tent when the coyotes started howling. Fuck those things. Well, welcome welcome to nature, man. Jesus you know? Christ. All right. When you go camping, you can you can encounter nature. So we won't we won't have a show next week, but we will have a show the week after that. And then uh, I'm not sure about the holidays. We have to figure, kind of figure. Yeah, out. it is getting complicated because, because yeah. Thanksgiving, and then Christmas, and then New Year's, and then yeah. And the showtime may move. I don't know for sure yet. So. We'll find out. If it won't happen anytime soon, but it will. But it might. We'll no. let you all know. We're not just going to spring it on you. Or, or maybe we will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. We're listeners of Happy Jacks on Thank you for joining us for Season 14, Episode 1 of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. This is Gina. This is Stork. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if you'd like to join us on Friday nights at 8.30 p.m. Pacific Time or 4.30 a.m. GMT or whatever else they call it now, uh, please do so. Happyjacks.org slash live. And you can always email us at happyjacksrbg at gmail.com. And we'll leave you with a song. Yeah.
preceding program has been a presentation of the Angry Folk Media Empire. Bum, 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 bum.